This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keep Food Simple. Do you have a busy, hectic lifestyle? Always on the go, too busy to cook, and find yourself eating way too much fast food? Keep Food Simple is a Southern California-based food prep service that offers customized meals for all types. Whether you're a vegan, plant-based, whole food, paleo, gluten-free, keto, whatever it may be, Keep Food Simple has got you covered. It's time to take control of your health, boost your overall energy, and feel great about how you eat. Keep Food Simple offers delivery services in LA, San Bernardino, Orange County, and Riverside County. Orders can be placed at keepfoodsimpleprep.com. That's keepfoodsimpleprep.com. Use promo code Herb20 for 20% off your first week of meals. All right, guys, let's get into this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave me a comment, let me know how I'm doing, what more you'd like to hear about. Also, you can, this whole herb session thing can be found on just about any platform now. It's on iTunes, as well as you Android users, it's going to be on SoundCloud. Everything will be linked in the video description. Thanks for listening. Appreciate all the support. Enjoy. And we're back. Welcome back, people and earthlings, to the podcast. I have one of my best buds in the world, Joseph Pseudo. Hey, hello. Hey. <laughs> Thank you very much hey, for having man. us out here, man. I, I, I really do appreciate you hosting us. It's been Absolutely, awesome. Absolutely, dude. It's been awesome so far, and we're only halfway through. Yeah, thank you for coming, man. Like, I invite everybody out here, everybody. And like we said before, nobody shows up. Yeah. You know? Everyone's always like, oh, I got, I got, man, fair enough. You know, I got stuff to do, but, you know. It's, uh, dong, dong. <sighs> you haven't tried that whiskey yet, huh? No, I haven't. <laughs> good so he's drinking for those who are whiskey connoisseurs that is templeton rye the sixth year and uh it's probably one of my favorite ones i like it yeah yeah so far i've shown you things that you've uh liked so far mm-hmm. yeah we have this, we have similar taste yeah i feel like when you can recommend me a drink odds are i'm gonna like it yeah by the way dude has anybody told you you look like mike valley Mike Vallali, or the skateboarder? Yeah, Ryan Dunn. How though? I thought Dude, Mike Vallali the... was bald and no beard. No, he is now. He shaves. He yes. shaves everything. Not... True. Right. Yeah. But there was one point where he had his hair long and his beard long. I don't remember that. No. No. My memory's bad though. I mean, I'm sure he <laughs> showed me some some <laughs> some of his uh, ads in like a Thrasher magazine when he had his hair long, and then I'm like, oh, okay. But I don't really. Yeah, I don't have a hard time. Yeah. I have a hard time remembering things. Dude, I remember everything. You got a good memory. No, but you should take pride in that because it's it's tough to remember certain things. And uh, especially, I mean, the older you get, right? It's just, that's yeah. how it goes. I mean, the older you get, you've just, you've lived so much life that it's hard to keep track of stuff. And um, the fact that you have a 
good enough memory, like you said, that you could point out specific details from times when you were like a little kid and your dad is even just like, man, how do you remember that? Like even your dad is like, I don't even remember that, you know, or something. That's, it's something to be proud of. Yeah, my dad trips out. He's like, dude, how do you remember all those little intricate details? I was like, I don't know. I just do. It's a good thing. It, um, it's always been like a very, uh, I wouldn't say trade, but something I'm really good at. I don't know, like a talent, I guess you would call it a talent. I don't know. Just having a good memory? Yeah, just having a good, sharp memory. I mean, you can improve it. That is true. Like, I don't know if you actively work on it or not, but I mean, like, you know, obviously, you know, people can work on improving their memories and they can get quite good at remembering things if they just really work at it. Um, It's not true. I mean, obviously, there's always exceptions, but typically speaking, when someone just goes, oh, I got a bad memory, it's like, well, I mean, I know I just said that a minute ago, but... (laughs) You know, I can work on it to get better. I can. I'm yeah. Just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lazy fuck. <laughs> I'm a lazy dude. I got to I got to be better about that. Yeah, I don't. Dude, it's weird. I can remember like life experiences and things that um, all the way from my childhood to now. But don't ask me anything like in a textbook. Mm. I, I couldn't tell you. Well, because that stuff wasn't meaningful. Or, you know, the Pythagorean theorem or whatever right uh different solutions to different math problems like i couldn't tell you like yeah because that stuff isn't meaningful to a person you know like those life experiences that you're talking about like when you went to a baseball game with your dad or you know it's like those those shape you whereas i'm not saying school doesn't obviously it does but i mean there is something about just learning what it is like the subject material you have to learn just so that you can move on and yeah. you don't, I mean, if, if it's not something you're passionate about, then typically speaking, you'll forget about it. You know, you just learn it long enough to be able to either recite it or, you know, yeah. have a test in which you're quizzed on how well you know it and you know it well enough. But then, like you said, like after a certain amount of months or maybe however many certain amount of years after you're out of school, you don't retain that stuff. It's not yeah. important to you. You know, if you don't use it every day, that's the other thing too. Like if you go to school and you have to take math classes, but like you, you don't you're not majoring in, you're not going to become a mathematician and you're not going to be doing any work that involves math. It's like, if you don't use it, you forget, you forget it. If you don't use it, you lose it. You lose it, bro. Yeah. If it's, it's, is it true? It's a cliche, but it's... you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> it's a cliche, but I mean, it's, I found it to be quite true so far in my life. Yeah. So, uh, dude, it's been a long time since we've... I know. We really you, just sat down and talked one on one. When was the last time you and I spoke before we kind of branched off and did our own thing? So, for those who don't know anything about Joe Pesuto, him and I, we became friends in junior high, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep, correct. And uh, we did everything. And most kids our age, we skateboarded, played music. I think the biggest thing for us is uh, we we were in a band together, yep, uh, called Dumb. Yeah, it started as Dumb, and, and then uh, we changed the name later to Lester. Yeah, we changed the name later to Lester, which we didn't even need to change. It. We didn't really need to. Yeah, there, that was the whole thing. We can childish. get into that another time. <laughs> but uh, the important thing to remember is that Lester had two S's. Why? Yeah, that was also just because. Why not? Why not? We were sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, we we're like, well, why not? Let's <laughs> let's be a little different. Yeah, as if having. We, uh, the name of the band as Lester wasn't different enough. We're like, no, we're going to add two. Right, yeah. There's going to be two S's now. Yeah. Check out this band named Lester. 
But then you go to do a Google, you go to do a search online, you type in L-E-S-D-E-R and it doesn't come up. (laughs) I mean, it probably would anyway, but it's just funny if you're just like, you're making it harder for people to find you when you spell it a certain way, you know, but we didn't care. We didn't think about that shit. We're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, we did it. Deal with it. Yeah, it was, it was fun, man. We played, dude, we played so much music together. I still remember when we were at your house and uh, your parents were so kind enough to let us practice continuously yeah every weekend for every a little weekend. while there we were playing like every saturday yeah and uh yeah dude we we got pretty big in that high desert it was fun especially like as kids because i like i was saying earlier i know this was obviously off air but um when we were talking it just seems to me like um there was it was added, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just us being that young, most of the other bands, if not all the other bands, were definitely older than us. So they would look at us as like, wait a second, like, these guys, I mean, they're not, like, I mean, we were more punk rock than anything. They were just like, these guys, I just remember the one thing we kept hearing in even though I guess maybe in some ways it could be considered a backhanded compliment, you know, like I never took it that way. And I still really don't. I don't think anybody meant it super like negatively, but a lot of people would say, you guys are really good for your age. Yeah. You heard that, right? They'd be like, you guys are pretty good for 16 year olds. You guys are bad. How long you guys been playing together? Yeah. Oh, you guys haven't been playing together for that long. You guys are pretty good for how long you guys have been together. Just keep it up. There was a lot of that. It was kind of like a sunning, you know, like people like sunning you, like, hey, you know, hey, keep it up, keep it up, little man, you know. It was, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't take it negatively. I took it like, oh, cool, like all these twenty-something-year-olds actually think our band's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, we're making them laugh, like when when we're playing our songs and we're like we're just shooting the shit in between, you know, songs and just talking shit. Like the audience is responding and they're responding positively, like they had fun. So you're right. Like there was a little period there. What was that? 2002, 2001, 2002, 2003. Yeah. So we graduated 2004 and we were, we really got heavy into it about 2000. Yeah. One, two, 2001 to 2002. I think we were really, yeah, really, really into it. Yeah, because we were sophomores, right? Like, we weren't even juniors yet. We were, I think yeah. we were sophomores when we started the band and we were playing these shows that we're talking about. Like, primarily, like, we were, again, we were just so young. Like, Super and not that, that, not that that means we couldn't do it. I just, just that compared to all the other people who were actually booking shows, loading up their gear, you know, going and playing a show and then breaking down and getting, like, some places, I mean, I guess they got paid, but then, you know, most of the time it was just house parties and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm just us rolling in and like, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to think now if I were in those shoes. Now, granted, it's funny because we're in our thirties now. So I think about kids that are like 22 and I'm like, well, I know he's not a kid, but like, that's really young still. But it's funny to think about like when we were 16, 22 seemed so old. It's like, oh man, this 22 year old, he invited us to come play yeah. at his fucking house. It's so cool. You know, yeah. but it's like, can you buy us beer, bro? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we're just like, this is going to be fun, you know, but, um, cool. I mean, it's just one of those things where I think back, I try to think to, you know, back at the, I try to think back to that time. I think to myself, okay, well, you know, how, how big of a discrepancy in the age really was it? It really wasn't that big a deal. Like we were only, you know, five years, six years on average, like younger than these people. And I know that makes a big difference the younger you are. But at the end of the day, again, we were all doing the same thing. We're yeah. all playing in bands. We're all making music. 
and uh, yeah, I felt like we had just as much a right to to play and belong. We we belonged just as much as everybody else in that scene playing, and it was great. I think like people recognized that. Yeah, yeah, just, people really did like our stuff, dude. I think because we were just so comical. Yeah, we, we did a fun. lot of funny stuff, and we didn't take it serious, but we were really serious. That's true. Um, as we as we got better. Yeah. Like the music got better, but we still, I think it was really for me, um, the comical side. Yeah. Cause I love to make people laugh You're right. at my own expense. I'll do it all day, every day. And, um, yeah, that was the good outlet for me. Really good outlet. If I didn't meet Brad and all you guys dude, Oh man, I don't know what I would have done. Well, I got all that pent up teenager rage, hate my family, you know? <laughs> yeah i mean and, uh, it's one of those things where when like we are we are the sum total of all of our life experiences so you count obviously the people you encounter as well and so when you make friends like we've made friends and we're still friends to this day and, and yeah. i know we haven't hung out as much but at the end of the day like we're still really close i feel and uh yeah that's that's rare that's rare but really you're right rare. we're lucky because I mean, I feel I'm equally as lucky to have met you and Brad as well. Like yeah. definitely, because um, yeah, my life would have been a little different. I don't know if it would have necessarily been better or worse, but I can definitely see a, an alternative reality where if I had never met you guys, like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been so. I don't know. I wouldn't have been so into that that type of like camaraderie that you get when you are in a band with with yeah. friends like that feeling of being in a band it is kind of like a marriage because you do have you know highs and lows and people's you know moods and like you have to be respectful and you have to you yeah. know it's just it's you have to communicate like it, it it teaches you and like it teaches you life lessons and how to treat people and how to like you know be yeah. be accountable and have a responsibility and like even though we didn't realize it in doing that, we were learning that stuff mm -hmm. as teenagers. It's it's good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, maybe I would have learned that stuff in other ways, but maybe not. I might not have if I didn't get to have that amazing experience of joining a band as a kid, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know, I never thought about that. You really, we really learned about being structured, especially when you make songs. It's very structured. Like, yeah. hey, we have to get A, B, and C right to get to whatever. Yeah, and if we don't get that right, it's gonna sound like garbage. So <laughs> it's not gonna come out the way we want. And uh, so we got to figure that out. And you know, we spent a lot of time. I didn't when I met um, Brad, um, which I'm gonna do a podcast with um, soon here. He he's the one that sat me down because it wasn't me originally in the band. It was you, Chris Compliment, and him and Correct. Brad. Correct. And Brad was like, dude, do you want to be like the mascot and go around and get people jazzed up? I was like, absolutely, dude. Hype man. Yeah, the hype man. I was like, I, I would love to be part of something, just something fun. Like, because mm -hmm. I'm like that. I'm really like extremely shy. But if you give me a challenge, like, hey, we need you to go out and like talk to people and interview. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. You've always been one to rise to the occasion. Yeah, exactly. That That's a good point. I'll rise to the occasion, like yeah. for sure. If that's what you need me to do, I'll do it. And uh, so what had happened, I was like, man, one day I want I want to play in this band. You know, I'm like what 14 years old. Like, yeah, dude, I really want to play. 15. 
And um, it came to the point where Chris had to leave for some reason. He was moving. And Brad's like, you want to play? Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I don't even know how to play anything. So, you know, besides, you know, pick my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I can play this. Do, do, do. <laughs> so uh, he was like, dude, I'll teach you. I'll teach you the basics, but I'll leave it up to you. But if you really want, dude, you're in. I was like, I'm in. So I didn't even get a guitar. I have anything. He had all, he had all the instruments. So I go to his house. He taught me the basic, like. These are what frets are. This is mm. the guitar. This is the neck. These are, you know, you know to tight, loosen the, the strings. And I was like, okay. Uh, so what do I do? He's like, well, I'm going to, we'll have you play bass. It's a little easier. It's not as complex. But eventually you and I are going to switch off. Right. I was like, okay, but let, let me get like the bass down. It's a good starting point. So he showed me. I was like, all right, dude, I'm going to do it. And it didn't take me more than maybe one or one or two months and i i had it yeah i was so honed in and i had found a guitar at my um at my parents church that i went to he my actually my dad found it is it that acoustic that yeah acoustic? Okay. it's actually right right here really this, this guitar oh yeah 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 you got the all the stickers on it yeah the yeah. warp tour stickers and so this baby yeah, yeah, show it off. Right here. That has a, that guitar has a lot of history. Dude, I wrote every song on this guitar, everything. Everything. And I've had electric guitars, bass guitars, and like I could easily wrote on that. I wrote everything and I that's the only thing I have left from all the instruments I've had. Oh, that's just a testament to how, <laughs> how special that guitar is. Super special. It's my first one. Um that neck is actually short. It's right, not it's a, a little short, standard not, neck. Yeah, what are the normal amount of frets you get on a standard size neck? I think it's 24, 22. Um, how many is that? Um, this is 12, 9, 18. Okay. 18, so it's a little It's more short. like a travel guitar, kind of like where you're supposed to like, it's not a full size, but like you can take it on the road or you can take it like, right. on, yeah, it's like right. easy to. It's, it's smaller for some reason. So I think. My dad found it, so but he was like, "Let me ask around because maybe somebody left it and they didn't want it." Fair enough. He's like, "No one claimed it, so it's yours." I was like, "Yeah, that's the best thing the church ever gave you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing church ever gave me." That's awesome. And, uh, I didn't know that your dad found that. That's yeah, cool. and because my dad wasn't he, you know, that's that's his kind of thing. He's like, "Well, maybe it's just just, just a phase for your kid. Um, he'll probably grow out of it, and he didn't really want to invest." Fair enough, you know, but I was like, I was dedicated. So whatever Brad taught me, I would go home and just tinker hours and hours and hours and hours. And the first song I learned was um, uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, by the way, I think. Mm. No, 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 Scar Tissue. Really? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, but actually done well. Yeah. I think that's scar tissue. Is that scar tissue? No, um that's the one scar tissue was the one that's that goes like um I'm trying to remember uh with the birds I share this. Oh what's the one I'm thinking about? What's that song I'm thinking about? I don't remember the name of it. I mean I like the chili peppers, but I, I don't Dude, I I, it's one of my favorite songs, and I can't, I can't remember. 
But anyway, that was You're the right first there. song I learned because Brad taught me how to read tabs. Mm. Uh, eventually, I learned how to read some sheet music, but dude, it's sheet really tough. tough. Yeah, sheet music is tough, dude. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when people like know how to how to sight read, mm-hmm. I just I don't know dude. how people just stare at me like, okay, yeah, 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 like yeah. violinists, like, yeah. yeah, I got it. They just sight yeah, read. Uh-huh. Yeah, they pull up, they go, <laughs> okay, see the tempo. Yeah. So I learned that, and I was like, dude, I got it. I was like, wow, dude, like, this is not undoable. And he put me in the band, and uh, dude, it was just game on from there. Mm-hmm. Dude, I oh, and it's I funny. Miss it. I I miss I it miss too. It. I miss it too. I've been talking with my friend Josh over in in California. I mean, we're in the high desert, and we talk about just jamming. I mean, he plays guitar and drums, and we've been talking about just just getting together and jamming. He's actually in a house, whereas I'm in an apartment, so I can't exactly do it. But at his house, we can. So we've been talking about doing that, like we're going to set up. Uh, he's got a, a kit, but it's all it's all broken down and stored away. But like, we're going to break it out. We're going we're gonna to play. Like we were talking yeah. about that. And we're not like starting a band or anything, but we're, like, uh, we just want to jam. We just yeah. want to play. Like you're saying, like you just miss it. Like just, I just want to get together and just, just play. Like we don't even have to have a song in mind. Like let's just start jamming and let's just see how it goes i mean when you're friends with people you don't even have to feel that pressure it's not like you're going to a session with other musicians and you're like oh i gotta make sure i'm on it you know because if they want to play in you know in c like in c major like i gotta make sure like i'm not out of key like or whatever like i mean you don't have to worry about that with your friend you just kind of go hey we're just gonna fuck around you know if you're out whatever like if we find something cool oh let's let's build on it why not and then you just kind of play just have fun yeah dude i um I was telling everybody lately, I was like, dude, I'm getting this guitar. And I think I, I told you. You mentioned it a little that. earlier. Yeah. Can you tell me a little more about that? So it's the uh, hollow body. I've always liked the hollow body F notes on the guitar. It's like, have you ever seen Brian Setzer and the oh, orchestra? Yeah. Yeah. So he plays a hollow body with F notes. I don't know if it's a semi hollow body or full. Right. Anyway. There's a difference, right? I mean, obviously yeah. it's an electric guitar, but yeah. whether or not it's a semi or a complete hollow body. Yeah, so it, it looks, it's shaped like that. It has the F notes, and I've always been drawn to that guitar. They're <laughs> cool guitars, man. They're very they're specific so kind of beautiful. sound, too. Yeah. I mean, you know. They have a unique sound. And the one I want is um, something I've been looking for for a long time. And it kind of just stuck out to me when I saw it. I was like, okay, I want this one. But now I'm looking at, like, different amps. I'm like, do I want to get an orange amp? Do I want to get a Vox? Mm-hmm. Do I want to get an old blues Fender amp? Because I'm looking funny. for a sound, you know, that mm-hmm. I can't explain it uh, verbally, but I know what it takes to combine yeah. to get to it. You're a musician. Musicians yeah, yeah, know yeah, yeah. when yeah. they hear what they want, they're like, that's it. Okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah. But you got to find it. It's and a, you're right. It's you can't a crisp, really. like rock and roll, but still semi kind of static y sound. Like Marshall amp, forget it. It's not going to give me. That's a mm. fucking rock and roll amp. Like, to. To 11. But this one goes to <laughs> 11. Go to 11. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah, yeah. What's funny about that... No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go and continue. continue. So, that that's the combination. I found the guitar I'm looking for, the sound. I've researched it, and I've heard nothing but great things about this guitar. I'm like, all right, it's giving the sound for a lot of people. Now, it's getting down to the amp. And like I told you earlier, man, that, like the amp is more than the guitar now these days. When you're dealing with electronics Dude, like that, the electrical insane. component to it, yeah, you don't just have an, an acoustic guitar that it's built in a way and it's just got this right, the right feel and the right sound and it creates its own 
volume mm -hmm. you're right like with a, with with an electric guitar whether even if it is fully hollow body or whatever like at the end of the day if it's got electrical components you have, have to have the amp and you know, like you said the amp man that's a whole other aspect of it i mean yeah. it's it's and important. i want a, i want a tube amped so it has to be tubed and gotcha. once you start looking at tube amps, dude, the <laughs> price is just Starts, insane. Yeah, yeah. I don't even play guitar, sound. and I know that. Yeah, it's the sound because the amp takes a while to warm up, but then you you get this very unique sound from a tube amp opposed to like a hardwire amp straight to the you know, and that's just the sound I want. I may not even play it a lot, but it's just it's really weird, dude. Like your taste changes as you as i've gotten well, older it seems like your your tastes haven't changed so much as they've just become more refined yeah it's yeah yeah it you're like right a little more fine tuned. more refined yeah because when i was younger dude we we talked it's like dude turn it all the way up mm. turn all your pickups all the way up but really you know you gotta sit there and adjust when you see guitarists always adjusting their knobs on the bottom there with mm. all those knobs the yeah. pickups you know they're fine-tuning their guitar as they're playing Right. So there's a lot. They're looking to it. for that. They're looking for that sound. sound. So when you combine, I saw it today when we were up in Park City. The dude had the exact setup I was looking for. Oh yeah, the guy that's playing on that little spot over there. No, we were a different person. We were going into that eatery, that restaurant. He was tucked away in that little tiny area on the outside there. Mm. I don't think you saw him. He looked like a hippie. I remember like him now. Every, yeah, every I remember. Guitarist I, up there. Now I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I remember him now. But he had the Epiphone I was looking at, and he had the Vox amp, and he had it. I was like, dude, this is what I'm looking for. Mm. Like, he has that, you know, and when you see somebody else put it together, you're like, all right. Yeah, that's it. It's sexy. Yeah, dude. It's unique. It's cool. So that's so. where I'm at now with it. For a while, I was debating. I was like, do I really want to get a guitar? Am I going to play it? Because I, I don't really pick up this one too much. But well, there's different sounds I want to... Because when I start doing all the vlogging now, like YouTube dings you for all the copyright music in the world, oh, dude. It's yeah. I, I super don't, annoying. I don't, super annoying. I don't know anything about that world. Mm -hmm. I watch plenty of YouTube videos. Like any... I think I watch my fair share. But yeah, I've never set up a channel. I don't even yeah. have a YouTube account in which I can like... You know, give people thumbs up or thumbs hey, down. Hey, dude, uh, subscribe don't... to Herb Session channel. Give it a thumbs up, follow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, be hit sure everybody like out there that's listening, be sure to hit that like button. Yeah, dude, uh, I stopped doing that. You know why? Because it's, it's stupid. Dude. If people like it, they'll follow you. If not, yeah. you don't need to keep reminding them. I do do it in my intro for my my sponsorship in the beginning. Oh, awesome. But other than that, I stopped putting it in my videos. It's oh, just annoying. You. Like, Make sure you hit that like button. Like, dude, shut up. Yeah. I hear you. I, I actually, I mean, I agree with you more than I disagree. Uh, I, I respect the hustler. I respect, I respect that too. Yeah, I know yeah, you do. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Like, I, I, yeah, I say, and knowing that you have the same amount of respect for a person who just gets at it, just hustles, yeah. and they're constantly promoting themselves. Shameless promotion. So shameless self promotion. Yeah. They're yeah. like, hey, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to live my dream. I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. So I can respect that. But um, well, there's no but. The, I respect that. Period. <laughs> Exclamation point. I am, however, the same way as you. In that, like, if I ever did start up a podcast, if I ever did start up a channel of some sort, if I was ever engaging with other people and I wanted subscribers or likes of some sort, like, 
I don't know. I'm not saying I would never, you know, bring it up, but I also, yeah, I wouldn't make it a thing that's just like you said, like, it's just like a, it's like second nature. Like they just bring it up at the beginning of every video. They'll bring it up at the end of every video. And then there's just, I mean, again, I respect anybody that wants to actually take their time to promote their brand or themselves or whatever they're interested in, whatever they're passionate about. But yeah, I agree. I think if I was doing stuff like you, like I would be the same way. I I just feel like, dude, if people like it, like you said, if people like it, I feel like they're going to spread word of mouth. They're going to tell others like, you should check it out. And then if they check it out and they don't like it, okay, no big deal. But if they do check it out, me telling them to subscribe is not gonna is not gonna make the difference. Like either they're gonna like it and they're gonna subscribe because they want to hear future episodes, or they don't like it enough. Like I don't think any amount of me saying hit that subscribe button is going to make them change their mind. Right. Yeah, it, it's all about content, con- content, content. Yeah. If you have what they're looking for, people, man, they're ding, 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 ding all day. True. And it takes a while to build, dude. Like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not tooting my own horn. I only have, as of right now, as of this podcast, I have 41 p- subscribers, right. and I'm still stoked about that. Oh, dude, dude, I was be. like, dude, there's 41 people who are like generally kind of intrigued of what yeah. I got going on. They want to, they want to <laughs> check in. They want to hear what who you're talking yeah. with. I think it's great. I mean, honestly, yeah, 41 people. I mean, I know not not nothing. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. But at the same time, I've had episodes. My best episode was with um, my friend Ricky, who was a music producer. Was. Or not was, is. Was your best episode. Uh, oh, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to take over? Well, but, I mean, uh, this is why we're here, baby. <laughs> this is why we're here. That's why we're here. But it had to, like suit some like 200 views. I was like, wow. Like oh, cool. 200 people sat there and listened to that thing. That's kind of cool. Hey, who was that with? And I, um, Ricky, Ricky Vela, I think I, s- I said his last name right. Have I have I ever met Ricky? No, no, no. no I haven't met him. He's back home in Victorville. Really oh. talented young. So he lives where producer. I live, but it, yeah, we just never met. No, he. I met him when I moved in with um, Leilani, who I consider like a sister. I've never had. I called her my sister because, boy, that girl. Helped me through a lot of stuff. Is she the one with a little boy? She has a son? She has two boys. Two boys. Oh, okay. Sorry, two one, boys. One daughter. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, so three kids total? Three kids total. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. And I live with her all through my schooling. She let me come and go as I needed. And like, dude, I just, I owe her the world. Nothing but um, kind things to say about her. But her son, her uh, middle son, Ricky, really good music producer just mm. him and i made a couple tracks together and uh so i was like dude we got to do a podcast let's 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 just sit here and tell me how you got to where you're at and uh it's one of the best episodes so far mm. you know it's awesome because it just intrigues those younger folks those up-and-comers like dude he's doing it oh for sure i could do it oh um, it's a oh, hustle yeah. though man he works hard and you you have to stay in it. Yep. Even when no one's listening. Yeah. You have to just keep pushing out and eventually that one track will just trickle into everything you ever wanted. Yeah, it's man. It's crazy. You you know what you're saying is true. I mean, in that again, I don't have a podcast, but most people give up. They give up. Yeah. yeah. And 
even if they don't fully give up, but they kind of, like you said, they're not as consistent as others. It's just one of those things where it's content and people, no matter how good you are or how controversial you may be, or I don't know, just how loyal that person is to listening to you all the time. Mm-hmm. If you miss a week then you miss two weeks, and the next thing you know, like that person, like it's no, it's nothing personal, but that person just goes like, Hey, like I want content and I'm driving to work. So, and they start looking for other podcasts yeah. and there's only so many podcasts you can listen to in a day and in a week, you can't listen to all of them. So when you're competing for ears, yeah. it's, you're right. It's you're a hundred percent right. You can't, you have to hustle. It's a hustle because there are other people out there putting out, you know, multiple episodes a week yeah. you know and it's just like all right and like you said but uh, i agree with you you just stay the course you find what works for you mm-hmm. and then stay the course yeah i think the whole like multiple podcast a week is a little draining for some because i follow have- some i stop following them stop listening because i'm like dude it's almost too much like i need a break from you i'm like all right it's been two weeks they should have a new one out all right but every week like when I'm guaranteed, I'm gonna get one every two. I'm gonna get two episodes every week. You're kind of like, eh, eh. You know, you almost take it for granted. Yeah, it's like, true. It's you too do. Much. You start to take it for granted. That's true. I mean, Joe Rogan. I I love his podcast. Me but too. He does like what four to five episodes a week, like every week, man. I mean, yeah, unless it's too he's, much. Well, I I mean, I maybe at times, opinion. but. The, the thing about at least his podcast, and it's not just, oh, no, let me reword that. It's not just his podcast. This goes for all podcasts that if they have a lot of guests, like every episode, like they'll have a guest on or whatever. Um, I, I mean, even if they put out two episodes a day, every day, I'm fine with it in that I just, just like Joe Rogan's, it doesn't matter whether it's his or anybody's like Dax uh, Shepherds I was talking about, like mm-hmm. you know, Armchair Expert, like that's an exclusive Spotify podcast now but for a long time it wasn't but recently it's now exclusive like these people they have all kinds of guests on from all walks of life and i just tune into the ones that i'm interested in like if i see somebody who and i don't have to necessarily already know about them in advance if i just see like the 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 description of the of the guest and they're like oh today we have on so-and-so and and this is what they're an expert in i'm like oh that sounds interesting. And then I'll just listen to it. But some people, like I go on there, I'm just like, eh, I mean, nothing personal against that person, but I'm just, I'm not really too interested in listening to this one. And I just yeah. won't listen to it. I don't feel obligated just because I like a certain podcast or I subscribe to something that I have to listen to every episode. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't. Dude, that's how I felt. I'm the same way with like, here we are promoting Joe Rogan, but he's like, well, he's the phenomenal. number one podcast in the, in, he, in the, he's a in great the country, interviewer. if not the world, right? Right. He's a great interviewer. But there was a time where I was like, dude, it's just kind of like, who are these people? I don't know any of these people. I mean, some of the people he brings on to talk to. Yeah. I'm like, huh? Well, <laughs> a lot of fighters and stuff where I'm not into fighting. He'll do the MMA show. Yeah. Which I got to say, though, if he has somebody on really too. interesting, dude, it gets you more yeah. interested in, in, in when mixed has, martial arts. When he has Eddie Bravo, when he did, oh my God, I love Eddie's Eddie so Bravo. Funny, dude. He's I, I so mean, funny, dude. He's one and of those there's guys. some points where I'm like, dude, Eddie Bravo makes sense. Then I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that flat Earth stuff either, though. But he's like, dude, flat Earth is. Oh, he he goes, he goes, he goes far. He out goes there. hard. He dude. goes far out there. Yeah, but I the, love him for it though. Well, yeah, it's the, entertaining. It's enter- <laughs> it, it's entertaining to me for sure. Like I don't take it. Yeah, I don't take it too seriously. But at the end of the day, um, 
yeah, I feel like he's one of those people that, you know, you would have a great time hanging out with. Yeah. He would be a riot. He would be a lot of fun, you know, and he would just be a fun guy to hang out with. He's, he's, he seems to be. So, yeah. you know, yeah, he's, he might believe in some, some out there <laughs> stuff, but like, you know, I mean, again, I, I don't only hang out with people that I I agree with 100%. Because sure, if yeah, I yeah. did that, I would I would not hang out with anybody. You probably wouldn't have any friends. You wouldn't. Yeah. There's nobody that I agree with 100%. Yeah. Yeah, but uh totally dude. I totally totally get what you're saying because um there there was some points or with um some podcasts where I'm like, okay, the, I don't know any of this. And mm-hmm. then we'll say I'm using example Joe Rogan. And I was like, dude, I don't know for a while, I'm like, dude, I don't know any of these people. And then he did that interview with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I yeah, was it was like, recent. Whoa, this is cool. Yeah. Tarantino so, like, made the rounds. He went dude, to, he was on Dak Shepard's he's uh, up, podcast. Man. Well, he, he just released a book on um that, on well, it's not on the movie, but like the movie he just made, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Uh, it, he wrote a book that, uh, I mean, I'm probably going to be butchering how this is supposed to be promoted, but he essentially like wrote a book to kind of dive deeper into some of the characters and like it it, in a way complements the movie yeah so i haven't read it it sounds awesome though (laughs) he's an amazing gifted like artist for sure he's got a voice man and people you know i mean obviously like most people like his work or at least some of it anybody who was like i just don't like like quentin but they're really like I really like this movie, but that movie didn't do it. But overall, like his stuff's good, right? All right. his movies, yeah. I never hated one. Dude, my what got me into Quentin was Reservoir Dogs. That's a great movie, dude. I could not stop watching that That's movie. A great movie. The dialogue, and I what I like about him is his dialogues. Yeah, it's not always has to be like do like uh, the Avengers or whatever. It has to be just go 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 like. You forget, like, people can have conversations and, like, get your mind thinking, like, huh, I never thought of that. Like, the part in the beginning with Reservoir Dogs where they're talking about tipping. Right. They're like, why, why should I? I was like, yeah, damn, Mr. you convinced Pink me. Give big, me back my dollar. <laughs> right. Mr. Pink had a fucking big issue yeah, about tipping dude. you. <laughs> dude, you convinced. Cough up a dollar, you cheap bastard. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> but, you're right, though. Like, but that, no one writes like that. I, I haven't I mean, met. I haven't seen a movie where there were, like, whoa i will say other people have but not in the like again quentin has a like all great you know content creators in this case film like like all great filmmakers he has a particular voice there's a particular touch there in his movies like you know it's got his it's it's got his you know you're in his for a magic treat. on it, yeah. like just yeah, and it's just I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of great writers out there, but it, it definitely is another level. I mean, anybody, in my opinion, can learn to write decently, mm-hmm. and then obviously some people have a gift for it. Some people have a just a real gift for the language, and they can write stuff that you feel but you can't convey you didn't know how to convert that into words and then they do it for you and you're like 
that's exactly, you know, like those people have that gift. And then there's even another step beyond that, which I would put Quentin Tarantino in that group, even above that, where not only can they do that, but like they, it's, it's very specific. Like, even though like there's been plenty of movies made and plenty of screenplays written before any of his, he somehow comes in and finds a way to make these movies that are, somehow different feeling like yeah. you said even in dialogue but in everything i mean he was the director too so like pulp fiction was huge because like oh, you're talking man. about just sam l and and john travolta talking about you know like a royale with cheese in yeah. the car and like how you know they use mayonnaise over there instead of ketchup and he's like what I'm like a mayonnaise man. like just yeah. these conversations like you said like these are normal conversations but nobody else writes like that like i feel like other people did like kevin smith definitely writes like that like he i i mean I, i'm a big fan of kevin smith's work and he'll write i mean clerks is a perfect example of just you got two people talking but yet what they're talking about is so compelling you yeah. just want to keep watching and quinn has that too and not only is that special to have that to be able to write like that but then to be able to go like i said a step further and actually distinguish yourself from other writers where then people can hear your dialogue even or just read a screenplay even and go this this, this looks like quentin tarantino's yeah. writing or yeah. this sounds this this looks a lot like kevin smith's writing it sounds like him this sounds like his voice like there's a lot of writers out there that write, but they don't sound distinct enough to be to be able to be pulled out from a pile, you know. But these guys, honestly, you can give them a blank script, like or not blank, but I mean, like in that it doesn't show you who wrote it. And a lot of people who are fans of these people, I think, could very easily point out after a certain amount of pages in, they'd go, "Oh, this this sounds so much like a Quentin Tarantino yeah. film," you know, and yeah, then they'd be sure. like, "Well." It's because Quentin Tarantino wrote it. And you're like, oh, that ding, makes ding, sense. Ding, you win. You know? Yeah. But then there's so many other writers that they just want to write a good movie. And that's that's enough to be proud of in and of itself. But yeah. to be of that level in my mind, like you just, you, we're talking about Quentin. So just to stay on him, just to be on that level, to be able to make, again, I mean, he wasn't just like a one-off, you know, like he makes a lot of great movies, you know, right. most of his movies, if not all of his movies uh, are beloved. I mean, I can't think of a movie that people didn't like. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, obviously some movies are more beloved than others, but like, I mean, you can just go down the list. I mean, there's very few movies that, um, or rather there's very few filmmakers that kind of have that, that pedigree. Like they have yeah. that, like that, 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 uh, that career to be able to, to lay out and go like, Oh, these are all the movies I made. Uh, the vast majority of them, if not all of them are appreciated and loved, you know, yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> most people make one movie in Hollywood and it doesn't go well. And then like, you never hear from them again. Yeah. Like that's, the, that's the regular story. That's the average story. That's well, that's the common. Yeah. Common uh, story. That's kind of like across the board. If you look at movies like, okay, this is a Quint movie. And if you look at music, and you listen, and you don't even know who's putting it out. You're like, man, that, like, thrice. Right. Like, you don't even hear the lyrics. Like, you don't even hear the, that, the, the that, voice yet. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah, hear the, like, the instrumental. Like, that That sounds like thrice. Or Port Robinson, who's one of my favorite DJs, if not my favorite. And I don't even need to hear uh, lyrics or anything. He mostly does just, you know, um, dance music. He, he's different. 
but you you're know when you've, you've played some for me. Yeah, when Sorry, you're you've played some for me. When you're hearing it, you go, dude, that that's that's Porter Robinson. So to stick out even in that environment is unique, and it's like that takes a lot, dude. For sure, that takes a lot to poke out of all the music in the world. You go, I know who that is. Yeah, for sure. It's like, Dang, dude, how do you do it? The same with podcasting. Like, how do you stick out? What do you what? I th- I you just keep going. Just be you. Just keep going yeah, and going. Be you. you know. I'm a firm believer that people find their like people find their people. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I was talking with Brad about this earlier. Like, you you know, people need to need to make their own luck. You know, it's not enough to just say, well, you know, if um, if I just keep doing what I'm doing, like something's bound to something's bound to change something's bad it depends on what it is you're doing if you are putting your nose to the grindstone and you're just you're just going at it you're just working really hard and you're 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 making progress along the way like actual progress that you can track and go oh yeah like i'm i'm reaching my goal close like i'm getting closer and closer like if you can actually see that then that what i'm saying doesn't yeah it 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 doesn't have to do with that like that that's a great thing but if you are one of those people that are trying to do things that i don't know how to explain it like I'm trying to think of what i want to say it's just um, i don't know how to really i really know how to word it matchmaker it's, matchmaker make me a match cheers <laughs> cheers to oh that's that. fine yeah we can cheer i mean cheers, sure. cheers. It's just tough. I, I, I'm... Let's take a sip. Dude, those glasses are pretty heavy, eh? They are. They're nice. Yeah, they're amazing. It feels good. I had to take a sip. <laughs> I've been saying A a lot, eh? Like Canadian A? As a... <laughs> For some reason, uh, I don't know where I picked up that habit, but it, all day, at work, wherever <laughs> I'm at. Like, how do you feel about that, eh? And oh, yeah. everybody answers it very like peacefully. Yeah. They're like, why? You, then no one ever says, "Hey, why are you saying hey? <laughs> I can see that. Well, know, you're in a nice area. I don't area, know where though. it came from, so I just say, "Hey." <laughs> but you're in a nice area, so you're not gonna have anybody be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> everyone's very polite around here. That's the extremely main thing I've noticed is that um, no one's very r- rude, except for that girl at the brewery <laughs> today. I just think they were. N- oh, I was yeah. telling Brad this. I think that those people were just. Not that this is right or wrong. I just feel like because of the holiday that's here, this this holiday weekend in in Utah, and I just think that they were a little resentful of all the people. You yeah. know, like it was. Dude, that, that's how you make money, though. You can't sit there and be like, "Damn, there's so many people here." You have to be like, "All right, there's a lot of people here, and we're making money." That's true. Yeah, you but know, you know what? I don't feel sorry for you. But the business owners have that mindset That's for sure. True. The workers, but are the like, hostess <laughs> is just like, man, I just don't want to be here right yeah, now, and I still got six more enough. hours. I feel like that's what it was. Fair enough. I just don't take it personally. As I've gotten older, don't get me wrong. I mean, I I can still get you know offended for sure. But I mean, like most of the time, for something little, everything like that, like just an interaction that's like they're a little rude. Ah, dude, like I just let it go. I forget, I forget about that shit because at the end of the day, I know I've done that. I mean, we're human. Yeah. Like I've probably had countless moments where I just wasn't aware of myself, and maybe I went into a bank and I was just short. I wasn't trying to be rude, but I was just like, okay, yeah, I've been waiting in line for like twenty minutes. I'm just ready to get my deposit and go. 
you know yeah. i'm using a f- real old dinosaur example because i don't think anybody goes into an actual bank anymore i haven't even been inside a physical bank in years but yet for some yeah, reason i use same. that example uh yeah it's, but it's, it's something you can relate to <laughs> <laughs> let me think there's something else that we can relate to but no i just you know that's i'm gonna leave it at that i'm gonna leave it at the old at the old man example of the bank yeah yeah we're getting up there in age huh hey <laughs> yeah, I'm getting up there, AJ. Uh, yeah, I'm mean, gonna be yeah. 35 this year. You're gonna be 35 next month. So. I'm gonna be 35 next month. I I already turned 35 <laughs> earlier this year. Oh, that's right. Usually in um, dude, don't tell me the right. May, March, May or March, April. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me Way to answer, off. or are you just gonna keep Way taking guesses? Off. You're all January. Oh, no, February, March, April. No, uh, no, no, May, June, December. <laughs> uh, it's April. 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 Yeah. 20, no. No. 16th, 14th. 12th. Dude, <laughs> April 1st. No, no, 2nd. No, 3rd. No, 4th. No, no, no. It's April 5th. 5th. All right. That's all good. I'm a bad friend. Hey, happy birthday, dude. <laughs> happy belated birthday, man. <laughs> no, thank you very happy much. Happy belated birthday. No, you're not a bad friend, man. I got to write that down in my little... I still keep a calendar. I write everybody's birthday down, and they need to write yours down. Yeah, please so do. On the next calendar, it rolls over, and I know I, who I, to call. I just know your birthday just because I've known you for so long, and I'm a really good friend. I'm just kidding. Ow. 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 No, I'm just messing around. Um, I, I, I remember your birthday, but even if I didn't, I put it in my phone so that I wouldn't have to. Oh. It'll just show me, like when I check my calendar every day, like I look at my phone, it'll just say Russell Herb's birthday. And, and I put in like the actual year. So like it'll tell me Russell Herb's 35th birthday when oh. it comes up in August. And then I'll just, I'll just know. But um, I know most people, you know, I mean, at least the people that still actually go on Facebook, they use Facebook to help remind them. Facebook will tell them like, oh, do your friend's birthday's today. But I... Isn't that weird that that information just sits out there publicly? Mm-hmm, yeah, like, dude, oh yeah, they know your birthday. He's like, hold up, yeah. you know my birthday? Well, they, you put it in though, right? I when do, you start, you when do. you start the account, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I wish I could delete all that, but everything I do, I have to promote it somehow. You don't need to promote it on Facebook, though. It helps because not Facebook. Not everybody's on Instagram. You know, everybody kind of has their favorite, yeah. so you have to be vulnerable to most of it like just even being on youtube is super vulnerable oh you know now you're out there no that's true you're right you know yeah that's what's hard too like i at some point i think about like dude what about like my privacy like i'm sure people know what i look like you know oh yeah what if some strange fan was like all right he lives here i know his birthday you know, that's, it, that's it gets why, sketchy. That's why a lot of these celebrities that truly have like it gets uh, that they have sketchy. tens of millions, if not like you know, well over a hundred million people following them. That's why these people fucking they don't roll solo. Like they got security, or they're going uh, through back doors. Like you know, like, yeah. I'm not saying I'm a super seb or any close to oh, that. Oh, I know you're not. No, I but get what just you're being out there. It's just the feeling of that, yeah. knowing that people know more than you care yeah. for them to know about you. Well, they, they, I don't. I don't. It. That's one thing I'm good about. I don't blast every aspect of my life, and I don't tell everybody every aspect of my life. It's good publicly, probably for the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> You you'll know the basics like hey I got a 
Herb Session podcast. Yeah, I do this is some cool. Vlogging. Again, I'm really glad that you do this. It's yeah, awesome. yeah. Thank you for coming on. What do you think about the studio, dude? It's I, awesome. I didn't even write any of this down. I put this all in my head, and I was like, I'm gonna build a studio. This Honestly, is what I want to do. I feel like you can even. I mean, above and beyond, man. I feel like this is a great. Is this a good starting point, point that huh? you've gotten to? Yeah. But you've got this beautiful couch over here that's off uh, screen. Uh-huh. You can set up mics where, like, you got guests, a more guests. getting comfortable on the couch, and True. you could be across in a nice chair. I mean, you, dude, you've got enough space in this room that you you could do some stuff. It'd be fun. Yeah. You should definitely look. It's at just this. it's being out here and where I'm at. I don't know a lot of people. Just not as many people. So it's hard for me. What I've invested so far is a lot. Um, a pretty substantial, but like, it's but it's awesome. But it's really cool. Like I've always wanted a like a space to be creative, mm-hmm. and I have it. Yeah, and I like it. It's tangible, man. Yeah. It's tangible. Like, it's not overdone. You've got, you've got the nice desk, little desk. You've got the banner. You've got all the electronics set up. You've got your mics. You've got everything. You've got your level set up. You've got your lighting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's something that you can be proud of. You look. You say, you know what? If I go back a certain to a certain time i had none of this i was not doing any podcasts well do you remember when we we did that podcast with my brother so this was this what makes you so important in my life not only or what we did music but you also showed me how to like set up levels because you worked at uh, love juice for a little bit Oh yeah, like recording your music. Like, and, dude, this right. is how you set your levels, and I, I, I've never. Yeah, because I worked on a mix you, on a yeah, mixing board. On but a mixing board. It, it, granted, I mean, I didn't do much with them in particular, but you're right. Like, I ended up recording um, the noise. Like, I did their album, like, yeah. which was awesome for me personally. Like, I remember they were just like, "Oh, cool!" Like, Joe's got like a mixing board. Like, he can he can yeah. actually mix and master us. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Yeah," and then, like the whole way, I'm like, "For sure." I'm like. But I was like figuring it Scratch out as I went. Head, like, dude, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I remember I was on my it's bed. The best way to learn. I remember when I was learning to master. I was on my That's bed with the machine at like three in the morning at my apartment in Victorville. Uh yeah. And not the one I'm at now, but like you know, way uh-huh. back in the day, the Wimbledon apartments. Oh, and uh, I was just sitting there trying to figure it out because I'd already told uh, your brother and uh, Donald. And was Donald in that thing? No, Donald was in the band. Like his friend at the time played bass for them, and I'm blanking so, on his no, name right we now. We were uh, that that band was called Razors Eighty Six. Oh, thank you, Razors Eighty Six. I was yeah. saying the noise, wasn't I? I'm yeah. sorry, my apologies. Yes, the noise was myself, uh, Mike. You're right. Yeah, Mike Bustamante, Kev, and Kendall. That was that was that was uh, a different. I did not record you guys. I recorded the other band. I, yeah, I you recorded, recorded Razors Eighty Six. Where I was actually the singer. Yes, but then, then Kendall then, ended up. Kendall took in. over because I was like, bro, I'm not a singer. Right. Uh, this, I, now you're starting to like yeah, fill yeah, in the yeah. blanks for me. Thank yeah, you. Yes. I remember all of it. Just That's tell me right. where you want me to pick up and I'll, I'll tell you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And and I recorded them at um, this friend of mine at the time. His name. Oh, hold on. It'll come to me. God. I wish I could get a hold of that music, dude. Those are such, <laughs> such precious moments in life. Yeah. I wish I did have all the music. It was in my CD collection, and that thing disappeared. I did not know where that thing ended up. And that's where all my music was. That's where Dumb's live album was, our recording, Razor's 86, the Noise album. Uh, dude, I, I just remember all of that. Jordan. I don't remember his last name right now. 
but Jordan, he went to school with us. He was like a year or two younger than us. And when I was playing in Broken Melody, uh-huh. he offered a back garage that uh, his he was at his parents' house. Oh, but I his know what parents, you're talking about. His dad was a fireman, right? I don't know if he was a fireman. No, no, no. You're thinking of Jeremy. Yeah, that's Jeremy. Yeah, that's Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. But, you still uh, talk to Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. How's he doing? What is he he's What like, is he doing? Uh I mean, he does at last I checked he's, he's, he's kind of a handyman. He does like a lot of like he helps like flip houses. Okay, hey, that's a fair yeah. fair trade, dude. But I could be completely wrong on that. <laughs> Cuz right, I haven't right. asked him recently like and by recently I mean the last year, like kind of ways up to, but um he's been living with his longtime girlfriend, Maria. And they and I'll probably get this wrong too, but like they moved out of the high desert, you know, like the Victorville Hesperia area, and they moved more into the Inland Empire, like into the valley, into like I want to say they're in Moreno Valley. I know that's even further, but yeah, I want to say they're in Moreno Valley. Not the biggest. Fan I could be wrong. Moreno Valley. Yeah, that's, but I mean, good yeah, for I mean, them he's to get time. out of that desert, yeah. though. Oh, for sure. Like I'm still up there, but I'll be gone eventually. And when I'm gone, I you know, I dude, I'm gonna do my here. best not to come back. Come out here, dude come out to utah i'll tell you what like <laughs> if i actually did i mean you would be the person i'd be hanging out with all the time you, you know that'd be great you you and hitomi like i would just be i would be hanging out with you guys all the time because i'm not i don't know man like i want to travel like i was telling you earlier i just want to travel i want to go visit different places because for sure you got to see where you want to kind yeah. of plant your seeds but hey go back to not to cut you off but go yeah. so you were mixing and mastering razors 86 oh yeah and you didn't at Jordan's at in Jordan's. his back garage, and you were like, ah, just not sure how to do it. It was a little, it was a little um, intimidating because I never, even though I had played around with recordings yeah. and I had played around with like I understood what sounded good, just like you're talking about. Like as a musician, like you kind of learn, even if you don't exactly know what sounds good or right for that particular song, if you're a if you're an artist in that you know what you want, you know what you want, you know, like, you know what you're looking for. Like you find that sound, you're like, that's what I'm looking for. And then you just, you just kind of go with that, you know, and then let, you know, let the results be as what they are. But, uh, I just was intimidated. I just remember thinking like, okay, like I can do this and it's not too incredibly complex. The board that I had bought. Yeah. But I remember thinking just like, at the end of the day, like these guys, even though they're not paying me, it's one of those things like as friends, they're just like, oh, fuck, you can record us? Cool. Like, right. it's not like they were holding my feet to the fire and being like, you need to make this the best thing ever. They weren't doing that. But I just had this feeling where I was just like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I can't, like, I can't shit the bed. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't give them something that just sounds like trash. Like, I got to make sure it actually sounds good. Like, good enough where they actually feel like that wasn't a waste of time. Yeah. Because they were going to, like, we, I had to coordinate it. Like, we coordinated it with Jordan and his parents. They're like, okay, well, if you're going to come to the, like, because we had to get access. Like, they would let us into the gate and we'd drive to the back. Like, they had, like, I don't know how lar- large their yard was. I want to say it's probably, at the very least, it was a half acre. It might have been a full acre. But they had, like, that back garage that a lot of people have up there where like they can store like an RV or something. It was like one of those. And then we soundproofed the shit out of one of those spots in the garage, which could have fit like three or four cars. We just soundproofed one spot of it. And then 
we would uh as broken melody when i was playing with that band we would we would have rehearsal there we yeah. would play we would practice there and then i would i just asked him i was like hey i got some friends i want to want to record so would it be okay if i just recorded there because we soundproofed it and if i'd make a couple of modifications like it'll be perfect for, just to record and he was like yeah sure but again i saw i still had to arrange it and then get everybody over and it's like okay well you know kev's playing drums so we're going to schedule that time and then we're going to record just drums and then we're going to go later we'll record then the bass we'll do the other yeah. tracks for the multiple guitars and so on and so forth and like just and then like i said i had to go back and i had to mix everything and i had to master it all and i didn't know i had never done that before so i'm learning on the fly and i'm like yeah. god i just hope it doesn't come out sounding bad because even like i had a feeling like even if that were the case I'm happy to say uh, that wasn't the case, even though I'm not saying like, oh, it's it's award worthy. Like I remember when I gave <laughs> it to your brother, I'll never forget the excitement when he put it in because I, I I met him somewhere like in a parking lot. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, you got the CDs. And I, I, I burned a couple and I was like, here you go. And he's like, he puts it in. And he's like in his car and he turns up the volume and it's all just another day. Yeah. And that, that song. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, this is fucking awesome, dude. And he's like, this sounds so good. And I was like, oh man, I was like, yeah. that's perfect. That's dude, I'm Kev, good now. Kev was such now. a good drummer. Yeah. So sure. talented. Him and Mike. Bustamante? Yeah. And they're both. Oh really my God. Those two were too good. Those guys were really And good. what's crazy about Kevin being so talented, I'm like, I don't know if Kevin has like that musical, that, that's, you know, the, what musicians have, they just have it, you know? And uh, yeah, I, I, I question, I, I, I question like Kevin's talent. Um, but he, dude, when he got it, I was like, damn, dude, Kevin's really good. Yeah. Like, he had no problem just sitting there keeping up with you. Yep. It was just flawless for him. I was like, dude, Kevin's got it. Yeah. Wherever that came from, because we didn't come from a musical family. And it's weird that I picked up the guitar and he picked up the drums. Mm -hmm. and we just That's like true. blossomed in it you guys had that shit the backyard too you we like, had you that shit where we just kept just going and bless my dad because we were loud dude and he worked from home and he put up you're with right because he, he was like in the, he was he has like that little he had that little room that little room makeshift the like it was like an office but it had like walls like yeah, he had yeah, like was the legit. actual yeah, yeah. yeah it was a little jit but within the garage right like you said essentially you only were able to fit like one car in the garage because the other side of it the left side of it was his office of, right and yeah i i can only imagine how loud it was like you said if he's on the phone in the background it's just it's just he's just like all right well i can help you save some money just uh give me a call yeah. back and let me know and uh, we can run you a rate and he gets off the phone he's like god damn uh, it you know like uh, i always look back at that my me and my dad did not see eye to eye on a lot of things on a lot of things neither did, my, neither did me and my biological dad or right. uh, well um, let me take it back i wasn't old enough to really know that because he bailed out before that but yeah. neither was me nor my stepdad randy right we, we butted heads all, all the, the time. time as i was in junior high and high school yeah. i remember that you're like dude i was like dude, was, tell him what's up rough. and you're like dude i can't tell my stepdad what to do right no absolutely <laughs> not but uh me moving out right after high school i mean literally the best thing for you it was graduation right about grad night we went to disneyland and i crashed at my girlfriend's house and i got up the next day and i moved my shit out yeah that's kind of like the story for all of us really i moved out when i was you moved out really quick too quick too 
My yep. parents made it very known, like you're out of here. Right. They. they yeah. But my. Okay. Well, sorry to cut you off. No, no, I don't. But the thing that I do appreciate about my dad, he put, he's very patient, and he let us really play our music, skateboard on that side of that house. Yeah. We Why, while he was working, like we weren't quiet. You guys had a quarter, a quarter yeah, we pipe. Yeah, we had a quarter pipe, dude. We had. And it was on the driveway. We Fun would, we boxes, would different rails, like. Yeah. And he let us just do it, um, which I, I, I respect him for that. Most dads yeah. have been like, dude, you're not putting all that stuff in my yard. Right. They're like, go do it at somebody else's house. Right. Not here. But he preferred us to stay home. And I think that's what kind of hurt us, but also helped us at the same time. Because we never really got to go out. But when we did go out, we went out a little too hard. <laughs> Hence, my, my got younger brother crazy. got a little out of control, um, unfortunately. So, When's the last time you talked with Kev? Uh, I, I, I catch Kev once in a while on... Um, this is the only other reason why I have Facebook. is That's where he's really at. You have some family on there that that's really what they use. Yeah, and he's on there, so I on iMessage. I think that's what it is with Facebook. So I'll see him when he's on there. It'll show like who's who's on active, mm. and sometimes I'll be able to catch him and we'll send messages back and forth. And it, it's like we're little teenagers again talking about the same dumb stuff we did that made oh, us really? laugh. Oh, good. Uh, well, but, that's good to hear. I'm happy to hear that. I just wish he would just give it give up the drugs man you know he's a good dude he really is oh yeah i love your brother everybody who's ever met him or become friends with him yeah uh, you know love him yeah but again like i also remember when he's you know i'm not saying that he's so much younger than us but like we were little little kids like yeah. when we well, became he, friends he and only, he was even younger than us and he's so only, we're only 11 months apart right you're he's right barely, behind yeah, us not even a year so it's yeah. one of those things where it's just like but i, I guess I, I talk about it that way because i'm referring to the fact that like regardless of the ages you know when you have friends and you go to their friend you go to their house they always have their siblings yeah and like you go like oh that's like, their younger sibling or that's their older sibling you know obviously you guys would my sister and with my brother it's like my brother's younger my sister's older, older. and there's that whole there's dynamic a big, there's nice a funny thing gap between everything where kevin and i well were that's just like you're right right here well that's that's you true know? but there's pros and cons there's pros and cons <laughs> to both i, I can't try it there's pros Dude, and cons to both boom. though like obviously you know being that close in age uh there can be some cons but one of the obvious pros at least compared to when i talk about like me and my siblings like you like you brought up um in a way makes it easier for you guys i think to bond on the same stuff because my brother and i even though i love my brother like you guys growing are very up, different growing yeah. up it was it was tough and and it was tough because of me I, I wasn't a good older brother i was i had my own issues and i just didn't look out for him like i should have and what do you so think those we, issues we, we, we fought were? a lot what do you think those issues were um well, your your dad. I don't yeah, know much about your dad. Your dad just bailed on all three of you, right? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's probably more Have to it than I'm aware. Dad? Have I met him? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I remember him very well. I wasn't so young that it's like I don't remember him. But you you were young when he was correct. Yeah, gone. I was I was pretty young. Yeah, but I wasn't so young that I don't remember him. I was. God, I mean, I'm probably gonna be wrong on this. Like I haven't really thought about the actual year, but I want to say I think when he was out of the picture and then my mom was single 
Yeah. I want to say I was like, God, man, let me think. Well, Sorry for all the dead, no, no, uh, all you're the dead air. Take a minute. I want to say you're young. Yeah, I mean, I want to say I'm just trying to use the logic here. We we started high school in 2000. You know, we we're freshmen in 2000. So Randy, my stepdad, was already in my life during my middle school years. So you know, uh, seventh and eighth grade for us. And that would have been 98, 99. Mm. So I'm thinking I was probably like eight or nine. Eight or nine? Yeah. And you haven't seen him since? No. God damn, dude. I'm sorry. No, don't, don't be. I mean, I think if That's I wanted tough, to, though, I think if I wanted to, tough, I, I could reunite with him, but I just don't have a desire to. I would be interested to meet your dad. Yeah, you can go find him no only when you want to <laughs> yeah i mean by all means if you want i mean but what's i don't crazy, know how much you're gonna find but what's crazy is i have a lot of friends with that same particular story with her dad brad's dad's gone your dad bailed my friend tian who i'm really close with his dad's gone my friend abe who i'm really close with his dad bailed mm. it's like dude i don't know what it is about me but a lot of my friends their dad just dips well, it's, the sad it's heartbreaking, man. Yeah. You yeah, know, it is. I mean, it, it is. It is. And when you speak about it generally and you're just like from the outside looking in, like it is, it, it, it's pretty, it, it's pretty sad. But yeah. I guess I just think about like, well, it's not anything unique. Would you, would you ever want to see him again? Are you? No. <laughs> Damn, that's tough. It's one of those things where like, I don't have it. I don't, I don't. It's Only if you want to talk about it, man. I don't oh, want to oh, drag I can, it out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't. Business. I don't feel like you are. It's all good. Um, I guess, like, it's one of those things where I, if I, if I felt a certain way, then I would pursue it. But he left so early and didn't make that effort. And like, there's other things that I can get into detail, but like, I'm not, I, I, I mean, we could, as it goes, like just organically, but I'm not going to start listing all the stuff he did wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, when you factor all that stuff in, it's just kind of one of those things where it's just like, well, yeah, like I don't wish anything negative by any means. I don't, I don't harbor like negative feelings and I don't, I don't hate him. I don't feel any which way. It seems to me like with as much as I know, at the end of the day, he just, he had kids young. He didn't want to have kids. Yeah. And not to say that that's an excuse to fucking bail, but you know, when you have kids young and you never really wanted kids, I mean, I try to put myself in that person's shoes. I try to think like, well, I would never do what he did. I wouldn't just sure. fucking flee the state, not pay child support, and fucking dip out and be like, oh. Leave your mom three kids yeah. going, oh, but good I'll, luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, but come on. But there's still, even if it's only like 0.2% of me, there's still a percentage of me or 0.02. There's just, you know, there's still a small part of me that I try to put myself in his shoes and I try to think to myself like, okay, well, if I was a guy in my 20s, and I had a child 
and I wasn't entirely sure if I wanted to be a dad. And the next thing you know, I blink and I've been in this relationship with somebody I'm not really in love with for however many years. And now we have another kid and I feel like I just, I don't want to do this again. I wouldn't have handled it the way he did, but it's clear from what you even just described with all your friends. I mean, my situation, it's not unique. Sadly, that's the saddest part is that it's way more common than it should be that people's dads fucking bail dude just that did. they're just like yeah uh, i'm not about this and you're like well then you shouldn't have fucking gotten someone pregnant you know like i get yeah. that mistakes Three happen Three times well that's yeah. the other thing i mean and that's, and, that's what trips me out well yeah and you're right like the first I, one you should have been like okay we had a kid and it's not really my thing but to go two more mm. Uh, I'm glad because we, you know, I would have met, <laughs> met your whole family and be connected with your whole family right. who yeah. I love and adhere. Not only would I not have been here, but Nick certainly wouldn't have yeah, been here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your older sister who's always been super kind to us and Eddie, her husband, uh, very kind yeah, as well. Yeah, I love them. They're awesome. And so... Oh, you hear those fireworks? Dude? That's what I was wondering. I was like, is that fireworks? But I thought it's they were. Pioneer Day. It's Joseph Smith Day. Joseph Smith Day. Well, I was going to say it sounded like fireworks, but I thought, I thought they were prohibited in this area, sir. Oh, you saw the signs? I did. It's funny. They have the signs, but they sell it right up the street. All the fireworks in the world. Oh, really? I didn't even <laughs> yeah. see that. They have a fireworks stand just <laughs> yeah, up the street. It is all TNT right out there for you. Oh, that's so weird. Like it's just because Utah's so dry right now. Well, I mean, the it makes board. sense. I mean, they want all these. They don't. They're tired of putting out fires. Who, um, you know, which they start, in my opinion. Amen. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah. there's stranger conspiracy theories than that for sure. So. Going back, I didn't mean to cut you off, but your dad, no. you know, had a couple, had three of you, and you, again, married this whole time with my mom. It's not like they were just like together, and he never committed. Like they were married. They're married. He okay. got married, yeah. and they were married before I believe before my sister was uh, born. And then I think, I mean, again, like I don't. The problem is I don't have a lot of information to give on it because sure. my mom, as you know, you know my mom, she's not really the most. Uh, a vocal person like she won't really just spill oh no you guys are talkers when you guys get going she, you're right but you gotta understand like, for everything that my mom well she might talk fast but like for everything that my mom for everything that my mom will disclose you can be certain that there's a lot more that she's not disclosing do you think she does that just to kind of protect you guys like as a mom she's like I don't want to tell my kids just to get them more upset at the situation i think early on that was the case but i think as we all got older and became you know adults and start our own lives and you know move from the nest i don't think it that was the case we just never discussed it because as i've kind of disclosed here like i don't i'm not i don't have a desire to like know my dad so if i did one of the first things i would do would be to want to ask my mom about some stuff but my mom, you know, she's not the biggest fan of him. So like, it's not something I want to bring up, you know? And like, it's just been so long. Like, I don't want to bring up stuff that nobody wants to talk about. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I'm certainly not going to bring up to my mom. Hey mom, like, 
even though I'm not super like curious, I'm curious enough to ask. I'm just, you know, just wondering, like, you know, it, it, that's not there. Like, I'm very much like, well, I don't plan to pursue any relationship. I mean, dude, honestly, for all I know, he could he could not be alive. For all I know, he might not even be on this planet anymore. I mean, I hope that's not the case. But I mean, I have no idea. I haven't heard from him forever, you know? But again, I don't see that as a, as a sad thing. It is sad in general. Like, generally speaking, somebody's parent bails, like, leaves the other parent high and dry. Like, it's not a good thing. But I just, I don't look at it like poor me. And for a couple of reasons we already went over. Like, one, I know I'm not unique. If anything, I'm really lucky with a lot that I've had. I mean, I've had yeah. a lot of, I've had a lot of shit happen in my life, as most, if not everybody Dude, I've seen you. But go I've also been really ringer. lucky. Yeah, I've uh, also been really lucky though. When you, can, I mean, you could always compare yourself to other people sure. and go, "Hey, man, like I'm basically complaining over here, but I can't imagine being in their situation." Yeah. Like, truly, if you're being honest, you're like, "I might act like I know what they're going through, but the truth is, they just lost someone they loved, or like there's a situation like I mean, I think about that. I go like, well, you know, I had somebody who just didn't love enough and didn't want to stick around, but like, what if you have somebody that is fully committed?" love you with every fiber of their being but then you lose them like so many people lost people to covid it's just that kind yeah. of shit like that stuff breaks my heart and that's where i go i don't feel i don't feel bad about myself like and again i get what you're like saying earlier where you're like well you know like have you ever had a desire to like meet him if i ever had a desire to like reunite with him and just kind of talk with him as a man now like man to man i mean i would have done it but i just don't yeah. And I don't mean that negatively. I just genuinely don't. It's so weird. Some people, they, I mean, I don't think you have a hard time understanding this, but other people I have mentioned it to, they do kind of have a hard time wrapping their brains around it. They go, but that's your dad. And I'm like, you don't understand, man. Like when they bail, when you're that young, like nine or 10, and all the memories you do have of when they're around, were always, not always, I, I will give them this. It's not like everything he did was shitty. Sure. But let's be, but well, more, I mean, he left more often than not, pretty more often than not, what he did was shitty. Like even when he's around, I'm saying like more often than not, yeah. what he would do was not okay. You know, so it was one of those things that like once he was gone, I felt relief. I wasn't one of those people that felt like oh like now I'm gonna hate the world because I don't have a dad. I actually felt relief. I felt Jesus. I felt better that he was gone. Yeah. And that is partly why, like, I'm happy. Like, I'm good. Like, I had a, I mean, Randy, my stepdad, he's my dad. Like, yeah. if, if I'm out with people, I mean, I I introduce him as my dad. I mean, he is my dad. I mean, we've talked about that. Like, it's just like, you know, biological, you know, connection with people. Like, having a biological family, I mean, that that's something you don't choose that you're born into that and that yeah. can happen anytime like that's that's a luck of the draw it's a luck of the lottery but at least your friends and stuff like you, you those are people you can choose you can choose your family and i feel like now in my mid-30s i've i've been so lucky to have great friends and again i have a great family i love my mom i love my stepdad i love my brother and my sister and you know um but at the end of the day what helped me a lot with the normal teenage angst and just trying to find your way in life and feeling like you don't belong and feeling like you're a fucking loser friends like you and brad and lots of people helped that was the big help 
Because like you're saying, like I'm also five years separated. I'm the middle child. <laughs> Dude, other, I'm the middle there's child. There's other too, issues bro. there, as we know. Middle child syndrome is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's, it's a real it's, thing. It's Anybody who tells you it's not is real. <laughs> it, it's real. Um, I have a cousin up who lives in Portland. He's a middle kid. I'm like, bro, did you ever? He's like, you don't even need to explain. He's <laughs> like, I already know what you. I already know what you're gonna say. I already know it. I was like, do you ever feel? He's like, yeah, dude. I'm the middle kid. I know yeah, exactly like how you feel. Yeah. I was like, damn, it's yeah. real. It is. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah. But with, with that said, with that said, I was bringing it up because my sister, I'm five years. We're all five years apart. You know, my sister is five years older than me, and then my brother is five years younger than me. Wow, dude! So we're all five years plan. apart. Yeah, for real. It just didn't. It just happened that way. And like, you know, there was time when I was growing up and going through the shit. I talked about the teenage. And the normal teenage angst, but even beyond the normal stuff, like the stuff that, uh, you know, is really, you know, tough for me personally and like different stuff like that. Like, you know, I didn't really have siblings either because like, even though my sister was there and she always like supported me and loved me, like we're five years apart. So if I'm 14 going through this at the time, you know, like she's, she's 19, she's already moved out of the house. She's done. She's already doing her own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my brother, he's five years younger than me, you know, so he can't relate. Dude. He's, he's nine years old. Pokemon. He's the age that I was <laughs> when our biological dad left. You know, and it's like one yeah. of those things. It's like, dude, he's only nine. And not that he doesn't understand what's going on, but like, like I said, man, like that's, if I'm going to give any freaking major, if I'm going to drop any major news <laughs> on your podcast, it's that I, I always feel guilty about not being a better older brother because, uh, I mean, I love my brother, but looking back, I definitely could have been way more supportive, way more protective. And I just wasn't sure. because I was, I was in my own little shit and I, I was, I was a little too self-absorbed in that time. And I'm not, I mean, again, I'm not even talking about like right or wrong, but that's just how I, things were going. And I look back and I'm just like, yeah, I definitely could have connected and bonded and like been more present with my brother growing up, but I wasn't, you know, and part of it was the five-year age gap, but another part of it was just all the shit and I was just ready to get out. Yeah. And I wasn't looking after him. And again, I'm not that, not that he needed it. Like at a certain age, he didn't need me looking after him. But I'm talking about like, like I said, when I was like 14 or 13 and he's like eight or nine, you know, like I wasn't doing what I should have done as a, as a good older brother. So I, 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 we all have a certain amount of regret in our lives. That's sure. definitely some of my regret. But I get it, man. But the beautiful thing is now you can be the good older brother that yeah. you always wanted to be. Yeah, well, I can, but at the same time, like he's very much his own person now. You know, like, yeah, like yeah. we talked about, he's up in San Francisco. He's doing his own thing. He's got his own know, business. Man. I always call up Chris. I'm like, what do you think? And he calls up me like, what do you think? That's true. You know, That's it, true. I get it, man. Like, my Chris says the same thing. He's like, dude, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't I was like, Yeah, but you were doing that that was you were doing your thing. I was doing my thing. Kevin was doing his thing. And that's just how it is. That's how that, that is how it is. You know? That, that You're trying it, to figure your shit out and you're fourteen, you got all this stuff just running through you. Your your dad's not there, which is a huge I mean, I don't care who you are, that that hurts. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not a. It's not a fun time <laughs> to make you feel like. Not a fun time to make you feel like okay, my parents wanted a kid and they had me, and then my dad left because he just he didn't want to do it anymore. Like that would that would make me feel awful. Like, dude, you. I don't think 
even adults realize the damage they're doing. Oh, they don't. You know, I, I, yeah, no, like, I don't eh, think he did. I don't think he mom genuinely will take care knew. Of him. Like he wasn't. About that. <laughs> you know, right? No, I mean, and uh, let me. I, I wouldn't be so hard on yourself, dude. I hear you're, you. you're not alone in this it, situation. Like, I went through it too. Chris went through it. Kevin went through it. Yeah, you know, Kevin always says, "I wish I would have been a little bit nicer to you." Kevin was. He was he was a mean. He was dude a little rough me. around the edges yeah. for a period there. Yeah, he was a he was really yeah. mean to me, uh, but you know I bit back too. I wasn't gonna be like, Dude, oh yeah, you know right. sibling sibling. Yeah, you guys like, would just get into into arguments. Yeah, but you know that's just the thing. Don't 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 be so hard on yourself. You're older mm-hmm. now, and you guys get to spend like real quality time together. I want to do more of that. I want to go things. up there and visit them. You should, dude. I mean, now that they're up there, I want to go up. Yeah, you know? start trying to. When Chris and I get together, it's like this is our time, mm-hmm. and no one's going to interrupt our time. And we have a great time together. How like, often? We we couldn't done that when we were younger. We couldn't really appreciate the value of spending time together. I should say. I can see that. So, well, how often are you and Chris getting together? I try to get together at uh, least once, twice a year. He he's a busy fella. I know. I, I'm pretty steady with my schedule. I'm not that busy. <laughs> <laughs> he, the door is always obviously open to him. I always tell him, "Come up whenever you want, man. Uh, I'll give you, you know, the key to the house and make yourself at home if you want to come here on the weekend. I'm even working. If we don't see each other, that's if you need to whatever, use it as a second home." But he's busy with his kids, you know, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, no, I understand if he's spending time with the kids, and for sure, hundred yeah. percent. But um, yeah, it's just, I mean, like you talk about, like it's like a bummer. Like oh, it's kind of sad to hear that stuff. Like you guys aren't too far from each other. Like they only see each other twice a year. That's a bummer. I know. I wish it's hard, dude. Every time I always tell him, I was like, uh, you you seen that movie Hancock? Yeah. I always tell him, like, dude, that's how you and I are. Because when we find out, like, hey, you're the other super person but if we're together we can't be there because our powers fall apart mm. so we have to be apart <laughs> so we could be strong <laughs> i was like if we're together all the time we would just be knuckleheads so uh when we do get together it's it's special you know every time well, it's, it's fun sure. you know he's a funny dude dude i don't think Chris people realize funny. how funny he's been through a lot man like i know i've been through a lot more than a lot of people in this world that dude's got yeah. He can one up you in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. I, again, I, I and like I was saying earlier, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like my situation is particularly unique because it's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't think of myself as a victim of anything, at all. That's good. I'm man. A, Most people would I'm a, uh, hold that and just I'm a be cisgender, a hetero, person. white male. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, right off the bat, I already won the genetic lottery. <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean that as like a positive. I just mean like I'm very much aware that sure, like yeah. there's yeah. so many more people out there that got it way harder than me. And guess what? Their dad also bailed. So oh, how am I special? Like, and I don't. And that's why I never thought of myself as special. And I guess maybe that's also part of the problem like you're talking about like when you feel like when a parent bails like even if they don't say it to you that's one of those things that leaves a it leaves a mark like they go like they're they're telling you with their with their their actions their actions yes that like uh you're not worth sticking around you know it's that kind of thing so you yeah i definitely grew up some you can go two different ways i think right you can either go the way of going oh okay i'm not good enough huh i'll fucking show you yeah. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to create a fucking empire, you know? And then there's the other kind of person that's like me. 
I fell more into the category of, oh, well, yeah, maybe that's, yeah, maybe there's some truth to that. And like, even though I never lost complete confidence in myself, obviously I had enough confidence to, you know, join the band with you guys and actually play shows and that kind of stuff. But like at the end of the day, it was always small little snippets of like confidence, but like to have general overall confidence as a, as a person and going like, oh, like I know who I am. Yeah, no, that fucked me up. I didn't have that. Uh, (laughs) But again, most people who have parents who like divorce or like there's like an issue like that, most people have that kind of issue where they just kind of go like, all right, well, you know, but again, not all of them, but you know, it's, it's not uncommon for that kind of stuff to, to result in, in, you know, out of that. Do you feel like you know who you are kind of now as an individual? More than I've ever been felt in my life but i'm still trying to figure it out yeah i think it's <laughs> that's the a, best way i could describe it it's a very ongoing procedure of trying to figure out where you fit in what you're supposed to do who you're supposed to, what kind of person you're supposed to be you know what fits what kind of people fit your vibe it's hard dude i still i still will get going like oh, i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> what i'm doing with my life but I've gotten, I will say, I have gotten to the point, and people may say I'm crazy or weird, but that whole ice bath that I do, and where you really have to focus on yeah. being one with yourself. You're not allowed to let your... eight minutes. Your brain cold isn't... Cold minutes? Like, yeah. yeah, like because of your, your conditions, like your, your brain is not able to wander. Right. You're forced to focus on the here and now. You're yeah. like, it is balls cold and uh, i just want to get out and yeah. like you said like yeah it definitely Dude, gets it, you it focused triggers, in on what you're doing right yeah. then and there it triggers the weirdest thing man because i've been i've been in and out of therapy for the longest time i can over a decade uh, multiple medications all this and i finally i was like you know what i stumbled upon wim hof who's been around forever like this is nothing new Mm-hmm. Uh, it just took me a while to find him. I was like, what is this crazy dude about? And just the way he talks about like just being in the cold, just how you have to really focus on who you are as a person. Like you said, you do not have time to wander. Oh man, I wonder what work's going to be like tomorrow. Like, yeah. you're what, too what cold. am I going to eat for dinner tonight? Yeah, you're too cold and trying to keep your circulation to think about anything. But mm. what your body needs to stay alive, the basics right. of staying alive. Right, just survive. And the beautiful thing I've done is I put my little ice bath in the backyard there. I drop that water super cold. I hop in. Do I you get, check the temperature? Like yeah, I got, the, a, I got a little uh, uh, Pinky the Flamingo. Yeah. It has a little... <laughs> any, it's a little flamingo. There's Pinky the Flamingo. Yeah, Pinky the Flamingo. And, uh, you know, I get it down to about 50 is the furthest I've gotten it down, which is pretty cold. It's pretty cold, man. Um, I'm, some dudes drop into 30s. I was like, I don't know if I can get to 30. It, that's hard. It's also hard to do just with your with your equipment. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a lot of ice. It's a lot of ice, but I, I've gotten ice. it down. And so I was like, let me see what this is all about. So the I started off real, real slow. I started, like, in the 60s. I got I got it down to sixty. I'm like, all right, I can handle sixty. I got it down to sixty or fifty eight. I was like, this is pretty cold, but there was a point where I was like, I can go colder. Mm-hmm. It's time to go colder because mm-hmm. I'm not getting the same 
aliveness. I was like, let me drop this baby down to 50. 50 is is a good... <laughs> yeah, it was it's a, cold. It's, it's a little cold. It's a little cold. So I got it down to 50. I hop in that thing. It's, it is... You're just like, whew. Yeah, and dude, it takes me about. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> takes me about not not in doing that. Four or five breaths, dude, and I finally get in this weird uh, secret secretness of just being in the moment, you know. And I, the thing I come back to is I, I put it outside, and I have where it's pretty warm right now, and I'm able to kind of look out into the clouds. I look at the grass. I see the grass kind of moving, and I you really just hone in. On that really specific moment, you see bees. Uh, there's bees back there, and you can hear them. Just zoom, you're, zoom. you're way more present. You're yeah. like aware of the stuff that you would normally not be aware yeah. of. If you're just out in the backyard, just doing something, you never mm-hmm. notice the bees. You would never notice. The you way notice that, them, but you don't hear them. You don't hear that. Zoom. Right. But this, you're so honed in. It's like you hear that little, zoom, and you're just like, whoa, where's that mm. bee at? Skin in the tub, you know. And you can hear them just zipping by you and. Dude, of all the therapy and all the medicine I've been through, that weird being cold has really just turned tables, dude. Yeah. Like, my, my mood's better. My energy level's better. My body still hurts because I did a lot of damage with school, being constant with my mm-hmm. not resting. Yeah. But overall, dude, I, I'm able to go to sleep and go to sleep. It's just not like huge because if you can't sleep, yeah. that just fucks everything Dude, else up. You go to sleep and yeah, you it's just come like, out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, I've done it so sometimes where I've done it and I've come back in. What I like to do is go take a hot shower, let your body kind of come back to you, and then you just go take a nap for a couple hours, dude, because your body has been through something uh, that you can't really explain. Right. And a lot of people have watched the the vlog I've done with my video. They're like, dude, I, the cold, F that, dude. That's I'm not getting it in that. I'm like, I used to think the same way. I'm like, dude, that seems so uncomfortable. And it is. Trust me, it's hard to be. Once you put your feet in there, you're like, ah. <laughs> like, damn. But as you settle in and you just you drop your body in there, it it's remarkable what your body is able to get through if you really just... I pushed it a little too hard. I went 10 minutes not too long ago, even though two minutes my normal limit. Mm. I usually go eight is the breaking point for me. It's like, okay, it's time to get out. So I was like... At that point, you're just shaking too much and you're just like, dude. Yeah, you, your body temperature. Um, I haven't got to the point where I'm... Uh, the problem is I got too relaxed and I slowed down my brain instead of keeping it uh. up. And I got too relaxed. You start to get like, sleepy. You start to get sleepy in that water. Yeah, that's and you're not like, good. Uh, Oh, yeah, you don't, get you don't want to fall asleep in cold, <laughs> cold water, water. Ice cold water. So luckily I got out and I had to sit out in the sun for a minute. I was like, whoa, dude, I took it too far. But now I know I need to breathe a little bit harder because my body got, I wasn't shivering at all. Eight mm. minutes hit. I was like, that was only eight minutes. Let, mm. me, let me go further. You know, I'm not even cold. And this is after you've been doing it for a while. Like yeah. You worked yourself this took, to it this took a couple months to get to. This was an overnight. Some people dive right in. I don't recommend that. Um, yeah, it might be a little too much of a shock to the system if yeah, you're not used yeah, to it. Yeah, you'll get sick too. You'll, your body's like, dude, it's too much. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, it's too much too soon. So that's why I went from 60. You know, you work your way down. Mm. And I can handle 50, no problem. And get right <laughs> in. So I just, cold. 
Yeah, and it's cold. Some I mean, it doesn't like, sound cold, but the, it is. Some plungers who are like advanced, like, dude, that ain't cold enough. I'm like, dude, it's cold. 50 is cold. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, I mean, isn't uh, that technically colder than the Pacific a lot? Like, I mean, the Pacific Ocean gets cold, but like, it doesn't usually get below 50, no? I mean, uh, like, it's pretty cold. I don't but... know about the Pacific. Pacific is generally always cold. Right. For sure. That's what I'm saying, though. But I mean, yeah. like, I've only ever known the Pacific Ocean. I've never even jumped into the Atlantic Ocean. So, yeah. I mean,. Uh, it would be a trip for me to jump into the ocean and find it to be warm because I always experience like to me going and jumping in the ocean. Like again, just cause I've grown up in Southern California and you know, like that's part of the rush. You just jump in and like yeah, that water like, hits you and you're like, exactly. <laughs> and then you feel good and you just jump into another yeah, wave and you just keep energetic. going. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's gnarly, dude. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to believe it. I don't know why I'm going on this tangent, but no, I'm interested, but I was like, dude, I think this guy, he's my type of crazy. Like, because he said the, the things I always think about. I'm like, why am I so depressed? Why am I so anxious? Why am I, I can't sleep. I, what is it? What is it that I'm lacking? And he said all this. He's like, you want to stop being anxious? You want to stop being depressed? Like, and he goes into everything. He's like a little philosophical dude. And just from sitting... This guy lost his wife to cancer. Like, he had every reason he wanted to take his own life. And he was just strolling around where he lived. And he saw some cold water with a thin sheet of ice. He's like, you know what? I'm going to jump in. I'm going to see what that... He just jumped in and developed new breathing styles that Mm -hmm. circulated uh, your bloodstream and your heart and... And it's scientifically proven too. He he did experiments on himself, and he's like, I can beat that. And he was injected with some sort of like compromised immuno um, disease that wouldn't kill him, but like for sure it would have made you sick. Like mm. you're gonna get sick with the flu or whatever. Mm. He's like, I can beat it. I can stimulate my own uh, immune system, and he beat it. And he trained other people. They're like, this is a fluke thing. He's probably one of those weird dudes. He's like, nah, I'll, I'll show you. And he trained I, I other, people. other people to do it. He trained other people with breathing techniques. He's like, this is how you do it. And they all beat it too. That's awesome. So to sit here and be like, nah, this guy ain't legit. He's just a weird dude who likes cold water. I was like, not really. Like, not really. There's more to it than There's you guys are giving credit. Yeah. Like, we have masked depression and everything with everything you can think of like therapy has never really worked for me it's been like okay someone to talk to but it'd be no different than me talking to you you don't think so i feel like some people it gets repetitive therapists get repetitive after a while like Mm. well well how do you feel like we don't really solve anything we just talk about same stuff i would talk to you privately and we don't solve anything it's just for me to talk to somebody and I've never really gotten anywhere with it. Some people really thrive with it. Uh, yeah, I'll never saying, take like, that away from yeah, them. Yeah, there's some people that seem like they like, again. The main reason why they go is because they they can't they can't confide in even their closest friends or family right. some of the shit that they got to get off their chest. Yeah. And so it, it they they they're like, I'm gonna tell a stranger, and not all, only in a stranger, obviously, but like a professional who can actually help maybe guide me through this so that i can work it out but 
like you're saying, I think that those people are the ones that really benefit from it because they, you know, they, they know what they're getting into that. And um, it's not anything that they are comfortable with sharing with yeah. anyone else. They're just like, look, behind closed doors, this is how I really feel. Yeah. And they, they would never tell their wife that or never sure, tell sure, their kids sure. that or whatever, you know? And then it's up to that professional to be non-judgmental and be like, all right, let me help you work through this. Yeah. You know, but that, again, this is coming from a person who hasn't actually had yeah. therapy. So I don't know shit. <laughs> no, you no no, but you're, you know what you're talking about. Cause you're exactly right. Cause some people really can't be like, dude, I, if I tell my friend, what if they slip and tell somebody and then it gets back to so-and-so that's true yeah. so that they or just if they're gonna judge you like you don't think they will because they're your right. best friend but even then even though they're still your friend they still love you after that you can't help but feel like your relationship's a little different now now that you told them the full truth right it's one of those things so it it, it has its place don't get me wrong but for me mine has been my life has been so gnarly with so many like just ups and downs and constant pain i don't i can't remember the last time i've not been in pain um physical pain physical pain just from all the surgeries back or yeah i mean from day one man i was born cleft lip and palate i talk about this all the time yeah from day one i've had surgeries since i could had a lot of surgeries when you were a kid right i mean we're talking about several like and i always think about lately i thought about like what if the anesthesia is finally showing its true self? I was under a lot of anesthesia as a baby. Mm. Um, even growing up to my mid-20s, having all these surgeries under anesthesia, I'm like, what if it just jacked up my brain and just made me like think and twist my brain around to be just so like off with a lot of things with myself? And uh, I started looking into it, and they they say like prolonged, like constant anesthesia can really like change the chemical tuning of your brain. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot there that we can still learn. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. You talk about people like you hear stories about people like they have a traumatic brain injury when they're young. You know, even if it's not a traumatic brain injury, like a, a, as far as they know. Like again, you're talking about like maybe people that grew up in the '60s and '70s or whatever, and like maybe they hit their head on the uh-huh. pavement like really hard when they were younger, and that was of the time and era where they're just like, "I, oh, you, you rang your bell. Like, are you okay? Like, your head's not broken. Like, you don't yeah. have a cracked skull. You'll be fine, you yeah. know." But the truth is that person was heavily concussed. Yeah. And then they just went back out and did their normal shit. Maybe they hit their head again later that week, and it's like. That can fucking change people's personalities, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's been there's you know examples of that. Like Roseanne Barr is one of those people, I and mean, I know Joe Rogan's mentioned that, like because he actually knows her and he's friends with her personally. But I knew that even when I watched Roseanne, like I learned about that. Yeah, I don't remember how I learned about that. It's one of those things like I learned through the grapevine. Like I just like remember like learning that like Roseanne Barr is this comedian and she's funny, but she's very, you know, she's very. Like she can be, she could be a lot. She could be vulgar. She could be like, you know, and a lot of people not only were not expecting that from a woman, but also just in general, like they were just like, well, where's that coming from? But, uh, you know, there's, there's reasoning behind that. I don't think she was just always that way. And even then, like we're talking about somebody at the end of the day, like I just, uh, I think there's another person I'm trying to think of too that had a similar situation, another comedian. Like, we're, but yeah, the point is just like you said, like you start messing with your 
chemical makeup of your brain or you mm-hmm. get concussed a couple of times when you're a kid, it, it could have crazy consequences. I mean, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if I would say like a hundred percent like that's what happened to you with you, but I also wouldn't dismiss it. I yeah. also wouldn't be like, oh yeah, no that that's not true, man. Don't even think like that. Maybe you know I, I don't, I don't know. know. Cause there there were some points where I mean the surgeries weren't like back to back to back to back to back. But I had every I had a surgery once or maybe twice a year up to I was about twenty six. Really? Even yeah. Until you're twenties. Yeah. Shit. Like I, I feel I like mean, I should have known that. But like I knew you had them like that often when growing up. Yeah. At home. When I was younger, I had a lot more. I mean, oh, so had you had like couple, multiple a year. It wasn't yeah. just two year or whatever. Yeah. I it mean, was multiple because that that was a your growth spurt is just like humming. So I just had a lot. I was under the knife so much. And I don't know, dude. I think about it. I'm like, maybe I have to do something so gnarly to knock off something that I've been through so gnarly. You know? Like a gnarly for a gnarly. (laughs) Because (laughs) like surgeries and being under anesthesia is tough even for a kid, dude. I I remember some points where they were it was kinda easy. And then I remember some anesthesia where I was like, no, I don't want to. And then, you know, you fight it right, and you yeah. go under. I've had a few surgeries, so I've had yeah. anesthesia. I, can, I know what it feels like. Uh, it's fucking, it's a it's, trip. It's a gnarly feeling. It's a trip like, to be nope, talking with people. Nah. The next second you're in a different room and then, and then some up. different person comes up to you and they're just like, oh, do you want some, you want some ice chips? You, you want some, and yeah. you're just like, okay, I guess three hours or four hours just passed. And like, I mean, I was expecting this, but also this is a total mind fuck because I was literally, I was just talking to someone else uh-huh. and now I'm in a completely different place. Well, yeah. And it's, what, it's, it's scary. What trips me about, I don't think a lot of people yeah. know because I've been in the operating room with um, all my schooling and things like that. Right. They put you on that fine line of death. Like they keep you, you mean when you're under to, do, under to have surgery. Yeah. They keep you right here and they make sure you don't drop here or there. You know what I mean? They slow everything down to that fine point. That's why anesthesiologists are so important, man. They got to be regulating that stuff. They got to make sure. I've seen these fools watch movies. Oh, no, you're right. No, you're right. They do crossword puzzles, (laughs) like just fucking around. But no, you're right, though. They're like, like, hey, your patient's waking. Because you'll see patients like, oh, they're starting to come out of it. Yeah, that's scary. And they're like, doctor, your patient's waking up. And they just something. Oh, he's gone again. Okay, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll go back to my my crossword puzzle now. I'm going to watch my movie now. Yeah. Like these fools ain't paying attention, dude. No, <laughs> but no, but you're right though. I mean, like you know that kind of stuff, and it's it's scary to hear. But I mean, there's some truth to that because they're human. These are anesthesiologists that are human, just like yeah. you and I, and they are going to be subject to the same type of emotions and feelings that all humans have. And there's gonna be some days that even though their job is literally life and death, they're just like. Uh, it's so routine. I've done yeah. this so many times. I can do this in my fucking sleep. Yeah, All right. That's a trip. They're dude, set. Huh? Oh, yeah. It's eh? scary. I mean, it's I feel like, like surgery, oh, surgeons oh, yeah, do the same thing. No, There's no problem. And they sit there yeah. and watch their movies. And surgeons. It's but like, surgeons what? could do the same. Like a heart surgeon, a, you know, <laughs> uh, a, a cardio, you know, a doctor. Like they, they can, a cardiothoracic surgeon or something. Like they can come in and they can just. <laughs> Like, they've done probably so many surgeries depending on their age and stuff. They'd be like, dude, like, I've done so many of these, like, you know, double bypass. I've done so many of these. Dude, the heart is no joke. But you're right. It's not. But, like, they just, they take it like anything else. And, again, I'm not even 
painting it out to be like they're like evil for thinking this. It's just it's a human nature. Yeah, you yeah. start doing I something do regularly, yeah. and the next thing you know, you do it all the time. And next thing you know, you feel like genuinely, I could do this in my sleep because I've done thousands. Yeah. Like the, I don't call. I don't, it's not jaded. But whatever other term that is, like, it's just you get to that point, you're just kind of like, ah, I know what well, I'm it's doing. Well, it's a habit at that point. It's second nature. It becomes oh. a habit for me. Yeah, yeah I got it. Like, yeah. oh, doctor, this, so, yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah. And they just, I'm like, dude, have you ever seen a heart? Somebody opening up? That looks, I'd be so confused. I'm like, what are we doing? Even then, like, yeah, but like, I just, yeah, man, I feel like these doctors, as long as, you know, I've always thought to myself, like, I don't even care if my doctor is a egotistical, you know, I am God's gift to the world. I, I cure, I heal. You cure diseases, I'm, bro? I am just as good as God. Like, I don't Whoa. care. I don't care if that's the doctor's attitude as long as he takes care of me. As long as when I'm under, he actually does the surgery successfully and I wake up and I make a full recovery because of his expertise. Honestly, I mean, I'm not saying it's a great attitude to have, but let them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> think think as highly of yourself as you want, as yeah, long bro. as you don't let me die on your table. Like, that's my idea. I would much rather have an egotistical piece of shit scumbag <laughs> doctor that performs every surgery he does to perfectly. Rather than have a doctor who has great bedside manner and really cares about you, but you're going to die if he does surgery on you because he does not know what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a very clear choice. I'd much rather choose the former. Yeah. I always look for like senior doctors now who aren't too jaded, but also have experience. But they know what they're doing. They've been around long enough. Like, you don't need to tell me. I I got it. Right. Okay. Fair enough, dude. True. I can imagine you. (laughs) Dude or dude or dudette. Uh, I, I I can imagine you being in like an, uh, a doctor's office and like you see a doctor, you know, a doctor comes in and you know maybe they they're only like, you know maybe they just finished their residency like a year ago, you know, and I can see you maybe being like, okay, but at the same time like you know I kind of want somebody who has been dealing with patients a little more often. Not that residencies ha- don't, but yeah, I can understand that. But they're they're residents. They're, uh, they're, it's very different. It is very different, different compared to actually kind being of person. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're very much trying to figure it out. Um, and I'm I'm kind of iffy with PAs too. Uh, don't get me wrong; they're smart people, very smart. But I don't know. I question that too. You're one of those people that, like, when you go into the see your doctor and they're like, "Oh, your doctor, uh, doctor so and so, they're actually not in today, but uh, the uh, the physician's assistant will be seeing you." And you're like, "Man, <laughs> fly right there." Is there a fly? Oh wow! See it? Yeah, get out of here, fly. He's about to crawl into my mouth. Thank you, sir. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? That at that point, I don't really because PAs have to double check with physicians. Um, I don't know if people really know that. Just because they walk in, like, oh, you're going to see a PA? They don't know. Well, the physician double checks what the PA went through. Which actually sounds good. I yeah, mean, you want multiple legit. people to, like, kind of Look maybe cross. The yeah, and they go, hey, wait a second. You missed something here. He said right, this. Right, he right. said he's allergic to this or whatever. Yeah. So there, it's not to take them less for granted. Don't, because I've met some PAs who are phenomenal. And then I've met some PAs who are like, dude. Where's the doctor? Get get them in here. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I've I've talked to you with you long enough. Yeah, you're not you're not under 
you're not getting you're guessing i, I don't like the guessing game you're right man you, you want know. a doctor who's confident you don't want a doctor that's like well i mean let's, let's fucking give it a shot let's yeah. see what happens come back in a month you're just like all right well i want a little more confidence behind yeah. your suggestion than that like sure so yeah i mean uh, i'm not here to harp on pas they're phenomenal they they have their place they're very much needed um but you know there's good and bad and there's good and bad doctors too you know, there's good and bad nurses you've got ct techs yep. x-ray techs I mean, Man, just go down the line there's good and bad bus boys yeah i mean i'm not comparing doctors to bus boys writer, but waiters i'm saying that um, yeah it doesn't matter any whatever. every field there's yeah. going to be some people that are good at what they do because i don't know they're just they got a knack for it or their passion pushes them to get better and then there's gonna be some people that fucking suck at it yeah. you know there's always gonna be that spectrum no matter what industry and and sadly you don't want to think about it as your medical professionals are a part of that but they are some doctors fucking suck man some doctors should not be doctors yeah. i used to credential physicians yeah you know all about yeah. i see all, all kinds of malpractice dudes. cases and i'd be credit i'd be re i'd be credentialing or rather what i'd, I'd be i'd be putting together their their application for reappointment if they had like say you know admitting privileges at a hospital and they have to um get you know reevaluated every two years in order to maintain that uh, those admitting privileges like i'd be doing that and like in the last two years you can see some of these uh malpractice cases and no. again i mean we know there's people that'll sue for anything so a lot of those are really frivolous yeah. but there's some there's some you look at and you go, holy fuck. <laughs> like that doctor did what? You so cut off wait, the wrong toe. This is a real story. So the doctor was performing as a plastic surgeon. Okay, don't give me names. Oh, fuck no. I'm not yeah, doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, this is just a doctor. I don't even remember his name. I can even give it to you if I wanted. Okay, good. But he's a plastic surgeon. Uh -huh. And so he left in the middle of surgery. He sponged her up uh -huh. and left. Just left. Where'd he go? Oh, go take care of some personal business. Dude. It's not disclosed. He didn't actually say what he, he said. He had to take care of something. It was important. He came back almost two hours later and then finished the surgery. And meanwhile, this family of this woman is wondering why is this surgery taking so long? Like you told us, it would be a three-hour surgery. It's now almost five, going on six hours. Yeah. What happened? Well, guess what? While they're asking that in the middle of surgery, like they can't even tell him like, well, no, but the doctor's not in. The doctor literally left the OR and he's just out. He's just not here. Oh, your, your loved one is on the table still under anesthesia and they are sponged up to keep from, you know, bleeding, bleeding out, out. Yeah. just long enough so that when the doctor gets back in an hour or so, he can finish up what where did he go what was he doing i don't know dude? but i think it's safe to say that Scumbag. i think it's safe to say that it doesn't matter what it is there's no excuse to just leave in the middle of a surgery that you're performing <laughs> <laughs> and he did it and he got sued for it rightfully so and yeah, like i see yeah. that kind of stuff and i just like i'm saying and again i didn't just credential cosmetic surgeons i credentialed everything from 
podiatrists to oncologists to you know just primary care physicians physician assistants i would even yeah, yeah, yeah. and i and i didn't do it long i'm not saying like i'm an expert and i know all this shit but like i did it a long time ago i did it for a couple of years and i learned what we're talking about that it doesn't matter what profession you're talking about there's some people that are going to do it really well and some people are going to be really bad at it and yeah. it's up to you to make sure that you navigate the waters properly so that you're getting the right treatment because a lot of people if they just fully blindly trust into any doctor that they meet there's a decent chance that you're just fully trusting in a doctor that maybe has no business being a doctor and at the very least they're a bad one like maybe they maybe they did graduate and they 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 are a a doctor they have a you know they are an md or they're they are a do but like at the end of the day if you go look into their like you know schooling you find out they're like the bottom of their class you know, like they barely fucking passed medical school. Like you start learning about that shit and you go, ah, oh, uh, okay. So yeah, no, it's true. Not all these people are created equal. And I think it's scary because like we were talking about, a lot of people, they just want to, they just want to trust. They just want to go into a doctor's office and go like, I'm not feeling good or I feel sick or like whatever. And they just want to hope that that person is going to make them feel better. But me, yeah. and I know you, like we go in with a certain amount of skepticism because we're just like, I want to make sure that this person has my best interest in mind or that they're actually hearing me. Right. And not just dismissing me, because uh, a lot of people they, they they get dismissed and they 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 don't they don't fight they don't stick up for themselves and then maybe they die later because they never got properly diagnosed or whatever you know and again I mean we're going deep but like yeah. that shit happens it does it happens more often than what people realize you're right it's it's a bummer that uh, in the medical field that doctors don't simply just listen to what the patient wants because you know like we talked about earlier it's their body yeah when it feels off just listen hey hey man uh i got this pain here and so and so uh usually i don't have this can we check it out mm-hmm. and the doctor should be like absolutely what would you like to do you think an x-ray and the doctor should be a little more advanced and like well what did you fall no okay it's not a fall so it's not a break um Let's let's do an MRI, right? And let, let let's see where your shoulders at. Let's let's get that going. In the meantime, ice it, heat it, till we see what the scan shows us. Then we can advance your treatment from there. Mm-hmm. That's how treatment should be. It shouldn't be like, all right, I went to school and they told me about when I hear about this, I should go the opposite way. <laughs> um, you know, Motrin, uh, Tylenol, really bad for your liver, but go ahead and do that three times a day okay um yeah i stretch yeah let's let's do that oh uh, yeah okay the, yeah 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 that yeah, works that, that, yeah. that works okay what were you saying right and you're just what like you saying? dude all the stuff you just mentioned yeah. is the stuff i told you either i've already done or like it's not gonna help yeah. you know and or you're it not hasn't hearing helped. me yeah. yeah no man it's it's rough it's 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 rough because like we're talking about it it's it's important man i mean you only got your health that's all you got at the end of the day is your health and your happiness <laughs> only got your health Bro. i mean money can help extend your life to a certain extent but we all know that like you know You're disease disease is, it doesn't care it doesn't care your financial status yeah you know people, it doesn't care if you've been a good person or a bad person no it, it's it gonna care. do whatever it wants yeah if your body decides you deserve or not deserve but hey um 
these cells are producing let's produce more right i don't know why but let's do it okay you got cancer sorry like your body does not care wrong it's just this doesn't care if you're a good person or a bad person you're not in control of your body unless you want to be right if you make the effort where ice bath comes in dude it sounds crazy but the moment this is what i tell people they're like why do you do why do you do it why why do you always talk about it i have no doubt it's great but so just the the thing is when you get in there the moment you start shivering your body's in control you're no longer in control because your body's like okay i need to your muscles clamp up the moment you're able to shut all that down you breathe you keep your body circulating now you're in control now you get to tell your body we're good stop stop freaking out right relax hang out it sounds like the same kind of thing you you would tell yourself if you're in a 200 plus degree sauna and you're just like i've been in here for 20 minutes i get the fuck out but then you tell yourself like no five more minutes yeah i can do five more minutes and then you you gut it out yeah the more so when i went for that 10 minutes mental toughness uh it was like i could do 10 and then i got out i was like Okay, I should have somebody here now if I'm gonna go ten minutes. Well, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, it was a little, a little, a little <laughs> because you, you're, I got too relaxed. I was like, dang, dude, I feel right. good. Like your heart, your heart you're rate like, started going a little too low. Yeah, you, everything starts to calm down a little too much. Right, and but I was in control the whole time. I knew I had to like get out soon, mm. and I, my body was talking to me, and I was talking to it like. Let, let's see if we can go a little longer hang out and i was in control but uh then my body spoke up like you need to get out mm-hmm. like okay okay let me get out but it's a weird like dynamic between you and your and your subconscious conscious i don't know what you want to call it mm. but that's that connection like a lot of us are missing you know i think so or two you know yeah. head down buried in your phone instead of like hold up there's something here that I'm missing. Right. And when you're able to connect with it, like, no, I'm good. And you hang out just in this area and you forget about all this. It's, dude, it's a trip. And yeah. it's natural. All you got to do is jump in some cold ass water. Right. And it's free. Yeah. I think I think it does a lot. <laughs> you know? of, I think there's a lot of benefits, obviously. I mean, when we start talking about like the physiological benefits and the mental benefits, but like even just the, like you're talking about specifically being able to endure and like just having that mental toughness yeah. to go like, oh, I'm going to push myself through Bro, an uncomfortable I situation. I the cold. Ask Chris, um, dude, I hate Utah. It's so cold. I used to be bundled up. Now it's like tank tops. Dude, I can't wait for winter. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to sit out in the snow and the mm-hmm. ice. Just... It, you turn into a whole different like animal. Used to it, yeah. yeah. You start adapting. You're not. You're not like this little weakling. Like oh, it's cold. <laughs> I hate the cold. <laughs> Embrace it, bro. Our ancestors well, embraced yeah. it. it. It's time for you. Like we've disconnected from the cold. We always want to be like this nice temperature. Mm-hmm. It's got to be nice and warm, or or it's too warm, or you know. Yeah. Oh, I hear you, but like Dude, it's a trip. <clears throat> even I love it. Yeah, it's the right kind of crazy thing that I needed. Yeah. Yeah. But like even beyond the temperature, like this is what you're talking about. Like you said, just enduring something difficult. Yeah. Um, when you say you think people have, have gotten away from that, I think you're right. Like we, dude, life I mean, we're not the easy. only people to talk about this. This has obviously been discussed oh, by many sure, people dude. over a long period of time right now. But like 
in the 21st century, like we, in 2021, especially here in North America, like we have so many luxuries, we have so many benefits, we have so many, like, yeah, like we don't, if we just allow ourselves to just exist and just, you just go to work and just, you know, go home and watch TV and and just hang out, like you can get so soft. You can become a person. Real squishy. Yeah, exactly. You forget, (laughs) you forget what it's like to be challenged uh-huh. and then to rise up to the challenge and instead of just bowing out and be like, no nah, dude, like you said, like, Oh, that's way too cold to fuck that. Like you have yeah. this attitude where you go, all right, I see the challenge. Like, I think I could do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm down to do it. Like you lose that confidence. You lose that ability to an extent when you just, it's like we talked about earlier at the beginning, you, you lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, you know, easy, I feel like that's it. part of it. That's definitely, that plays into it too. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I uh so my grandma's an avid. She listens to everything I do. She watches all the videos. Oh, and cool. she she watched the ice the ice bath. She's like, No wonder your body hurts. That's cold. Aww. But I was like, Grandma, you like you know dude, I, I respect my grandma. I don't even think she knows how much I respect her. She that woman never complains. And if she does it's for a hot second and then it's gone. Like she's been through wars, you know, she lived through war. She raised like six kids on her own. That's the strongest woman I've ever known. This is your mom's mom or your dad's mom? My mom's mom. Strong woman. And and I tell her like I my ice bath and I was like, it's making me like 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 you. Mm. Well I'm stop I stopped complaining about a lot of things that I used to complain about, like you know what you think my life was hard i dude i watch i sit and maybe watch not the news on tv but certain news that i i'm focused on mm. like, bro my life is pretty easy super easy even yeah. with ice baths when you compare it, it's yeah. the hardest thing i go through it shows it's a testament to just how easy we have it in life super when you easy. have to get into ice baths to find that that feeling of that struggle. Yeah. Right? Other people don't need ice baths. There's some people in third world countries, they got plenty of struggle. Dude, already. they just wake they don't, up and they go, don't need an ice it. bath. Like yeah. they've got enough yeah, struggle. Yeah. They wake For up sure. to bombs going off. For sure. And we wake up to going, oh, gas prices are so high. You know? <laughs> it's almost five dollars. Dude, it's almost five dollars a gallon. <laughs> bro. Bro. Yeah. You know what Never I mean? mind the fact that you're like, I have a car. Yeah. And I can fill it up and I can uh, I can go where yeah, I want to I get to eat any kind of food I want. Yeah, I can drive. Yeah, exactly. I can stop at a drive-through along the way. Yeah. Like I have all these availability, uh, all this availability, all this, be- all these benefits. But yeah, yeah. It, it's a you can forget about it. It's it, been it's super humbling doing something that simple. And I know it, it. It sounds so repetitive how I'm talking, and it sounds like, dude, you're, what do you mean? Because some people are like, dude, we get it. You do, you do iPads. Woohoo. Um, oh, because you've you've mentioned it on so other, other episodes. <laughs> hey, dude, um, but again, like, there's so many other podcast people. Like, I, 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 don't lose your train of thought. But I just want to point out the great the great Stan Lee, right? He said every comic is someone's first comic. Okay, so even if somebody this is the first episode they've ever heard of your podcast, they don't know that you do ice baths. This is the first time they're hearing about it. So just like you were telling me, don't be so hard on myself about like past like you know failures, especially like as like an older brother. Don't be so hard on yourself talking about that kind of stuff because, like you're saying, I mean, dude, someone could just jump on this episode for the first time. They're like, oh, he does ice baths, but like 
sure, there's other people that listen to they've listened to every single episode, but okay, cool, like I get it. But at the end of the day, every comic is somebody's first comic. Every podcast is going to be somebody's first podcast. Yeah. True. You got to you got to speak true. to them too. You can't just act like, "Oh yeah, hey everybody that's listening, yeah, you guys all know what's going on." So anyway, let's just, just jump forward. A lot of people, it's their first time. They're going to be like, I, I've lost. What were you guys talking about last week? Yeah. I didn't know you liked that. Like, they didn't, they're not going to know. So, it makes sense. I get it. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, you, you make a valid point. I should stop um, being so difficult. I just think that if you want to talk about something, it's again, we bring up Joe Rogan, but like, I think part of the reason why he's been so successful is because he's just being him. He genuinely yeah, yeah. brings people on. He likes to talk to, he wants to talk about stuff he's interested in. And that resonates. That, yeah, that, that some real comes stuff. through. If somebody's being fake, like that fucking comes through too. Yeah. But it comes through in a way that you're, you're not, it's not appealing, but when you're <laughs> genuine, man, it still comes through, but it is appealing. You go, Oh, cool. So even if I don't really necessarily, I'm not even all that way invested in what these people are talking about in this particular episode, maybe, but like there's something that resonates with somebody where you're like, I don't like that person. That person seems like an okay guy. Yeah. And then you listen to another episode and another episode. Before you know it, you feel like you know them, even though you've never met them. Yeah. I think that's what celebrities deal with all the time. It's got to be tough when, like, you just you're just out, and somebody goes, "Oh my god, I'm the biggest fan. I love your podcast and da da da, whatever." But then you're just kind of like, "Oh, cool." But like, you have this weird moment where you're just like, "This person knows almost like like they know everything about me that I was willing to um, disclose publicly." Like anything as a celebrity, you know, like if, if you're a fucking, if you're Bradley Cooper or you're fucking, you know, like Ryan Gosling, you're just some like, you're like everybody that is a fan of me, they're going to consume all the info I put out there. So I want to be careful about what I put out there, you know, uh -huh. but <clears throat> there's something about like when you put yourself out there and after so many years and you have a body of work, then we, it, I, I can only imagine again, I'm not a celebrity, so I can only imagine, but like, I can imagine it would be pretty weird to have some <laughs> complete stranger who you've never met they know so much about you and they feel like they have a connection with you because they've been listening to you for years and yet you don't know a thing about them you know yeah. it'd be a little weird and i feel like celebrities they get again obviously some, some celebrities they have their heads up their ass so, but again we're talking about people that's just how some people are but i know some celebrities i feel like they get a bad rap if maybe they're just kind of like awkward or they're just like i don't really know how to like I don't, you know, I got to go. I got somewhere I got to be or whatever. And the people like, they were, they were fucking, they were not what I expected. It's like, well, yeah. you had these crazy unrealistic expectations. You've been listening to somebody on a podcast for years and you expected them to be a certain way, but like, you don't know them. You guys aren't, you, you've never yeah, met you before. You know? Yeah, they don't. And even if you feel like you know them really well, intimately, they don't know you at all. So like, you got to be aware of that. And a lot of people, they get starstruck and they don't think about that. They're just like, oh my God, I'm a big fan. And I can see how I could get a little uncomfortable, like for a yeah. celebrity. <laughs> I don't, I don't envy them. Let's put it that way. Any big celebrities like The Rock, like somebody that like would easily be recognized a mile away. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I, I admire his, his work. I, I'm a fan of his work, but like, I don't, I don't envy that type of lifestyle. No. It takes a certain kind of person he's, to be okay with that. He's too much uh, in the public. Yeah. And he seems to relish it, which he is great. He seems to do well with he it. He does great. Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, it takes a certain kind of person. There's, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson's just fall off trees. <laughs> like yeah, he's yeah. a, he's a unique he's person. He's a special dude. He's a funny dude, man. I like that yeah. guy. I yeah. hope to meet him one day. 
Did you ever see Central? Was it Central Intelligence, the one the movie he was in with with uh, Kevin Hart, where like they played like I'm trying to remember, like oh, where he was like the nerdy dude, right? Yeah, but then yeah, they reunite, yeah. like they meet as adults, but like he's in the he's a he's CIA, CIA agent or something, agent, yeah. and like Kevin Hart's like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I actually never saw that movie. I only bring it up though because. Uh, um, I've seen I've seen some clips of it. I need to actually watch it. I know it's old now, but like it just seems like that was a big turning point for him where people went like, oh dude, like we knew the rock could like have some he has good timing. He has that that timing that's necessary to be able to do comedy. But he really showed he really displayed it in this movie. Like and being opposite of Kevin Hart, it was a perfect chemistry. Like he's funny as fuck. We gotta get him in more comedies. You know, like more funny shit, you know? Like that yeah. seems like that was the moment. I could be wrong, but dude, do you smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh the bronies, the eyebrow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And anybody, anybody that was a, wrestle, a fan of wrestling, for sure. I mean, they they know and dude, love that Rock. Eyebrow they raises know him intimately. Is something, dude. Special, mm. special dude. Special dude to the world. You As know. if the Rock would ever kiss a piece of trash like you. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> he was referring to himself as a third person. As if the Rock would ever kiss a piece of trash like you. Do you smell with the Rock is cooking? <laughs> you jabronis. <Yeah. laughs> dude. Ah, uh, funny, funny. Well, man, this has been super pleasurable. This has been great, man. Thank I've, you. I've had a great time. Fuck, I could go for hours. It's awesome. And we can go for hours too, but we need to eat. Oh, for it's sure. And um, you mentioned you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'm pretty hungry too. But you mentioned, uh, yeah, we got to do one. We got to uh, set up a time, and then Brad, you, you, me, and Brad, the three of us can just yeah, ch- we're definitely gonna do one with the three of us, and then him. Um, just gives me a little. A lot more content to keep pushing out. That's why I want to do like individually and then together. No, I understand. Get people pieces of the story and then they can get the whole story. Yeah. Individually. So that's cool, man. I, I get I it. I have to it map makes this sense. out, dude. I have to map it out because I don't get you guys out here enough. So, yeah. well, like or I was, a lot. <laughs> like I was telling you earlier, man, I mean, I'll, I'll come out more. Again, I, I, I want do. to. I, do. I'm purposefully keeping my life simple enough that like i said i could just pick up and go if i want to travel i can just go yeah. you know and i'm in a very lucky position right now that i don't have that uh, you know responsibility you know tethering me to any one place like I, I can i can go so like at any given time i could just hit you up like hey i want to come visit next month and you're like cool and like i could just do it you know so i, I will i'll do it more yeah please do please do i right, mean all right, buddy. It was good talking to you. Yeah, likewise. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, you want to leave with any like philosophical words or anything, or some music that you're into for people to check out? I used to do that. Mm. I'm always like going back and forth with all that kind of stuff. Anything? Um, uh, no, you want to no, share? No new, no new bands stay or school. artists. <laughs> yeah, stay school kids. Uh, no new bands or artists that I've been listening to recently. Which now that you bring it up, yeah, it's kind of like a kind of like a, something I have to address. I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't actually, I haven't actually looked into new music lately. I've kind of just been listening to a lot of the same stuff. Which granted, I have a very wide palette like i love a lot of different kinds of music so i don't really just get stuck into one thing but at the same time it's all stuff i've already heard i haven't really ventured out to like just check out brand new music i've never heard before so i'll have Mm. to i'll have to do that uh so sorry i actually don't have anybody to recommend all right all right all right but uh words of wisdom um i will say um 
Smoke weed every day. So I'm just Smoke kidding. Smoke weed every day. Only jokes, folks. Don't do that. <laughs> well, you maybe, won't get anywhere. Maybe, 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 um, maybe he's joking, <laughs> but maybe um, he's joking. <laughs> I know. I would say um, it's just uh, keep people that are important to you in your lives like you're important to me. Likewise, yeah, we, yeah, you need to do that because it gets easy to get caught up in life and then you blink and next thing you know you haven't been talking with those people in years and it's a bummer you know yeah. we only have one life so uh, you know make an effort to to engage with the ones you love that, that would be my advice and that's what I try to do very good yeah alright folks engage with the ones you love keep them close you only got one life and if you can't be with the one you love love the one you're with <laughs> <laughs> exactly I think there's a song about that I don't know. <laughs> no, there definitely is a song. <laughs> <about that. laughs> All right. Thank you, folks. I uh, appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.